0: Hey, I'm Tommy Chong, and welcome to High on Homegrown.
1: Can anybody hear more fan?
2: Nope. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have any fans, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's true. Never thought of that. You're fair, you one.
1: Big motherfucking fan at the moment.
0: <laughs> Big
1: motherfucking fan. pointing directly at my shitty graphics card.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> shit. Tragedy. Yeah, so anyway, we've started. We are live. Do not say fuck or bugger, right? Uh, so, uh, yes, yes, everybody. Yes, yes. Welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy's I am Mackie, your host for this evening, and joining me is uh, Greenbeard.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just,
2: I'm Stop trying so it. hard. I <laughs> people here to my left and right. I just can't do the <laughs> professional thing, man. All right, I can't do it. I tried, all right. This, this is what you get. You just get Mackie, all right. GB. from Dear Ireland. Great. Yes. Dear great people, how is everyone getting on tonight? Yes, man. Hope you are all keeping well. And we also have Marge all the way out of Canada. How are you doing, Marge?
4: I'm doing great,
2: thank you. And also, Temple Grower's not gonna be here. He's taking a couple of weeks off some R&R. He's gonna go do some chilling, smoking some fine weed, as he does. I hope you enjoy your time off, mate, and you actually relax and not work too hard. And then, ZN, what are you saying, bro?
3: Hello.
2: Straight out of the UK, of course. Okay, Okay. of course. Yes, and Monkey from the USA, who's recently been on a holiday this week? This is true,
0: I'm back, Monkey down here. Hello, everyone. Hey, Monkey. So, hey, monkey spent oh, some time okay. up on
2: uh, the Miracle Gardens, right? Mi- oh, Miracle man, Green. Man. Oh yeah, that,
3: uh, that
0: entire Bend, Oregon experience was a really yes. good time. Mm-hmm. Man. Good I weed did. in Bend, Oregon, I can tell you that.
2: And we got that shit on live stream too, so uh, a, a few people seen it. I think a, a few people tuned in.
0: Yeah, it yeah, was it was cool, man. Alex took me all around the grow over there for, in Miracle Greens. Mm-hmm. uh showed me uh, all kind of different strains they're working on right now they're breeding a lot of stuff making a lot of really unusual things and i smoked some excellent weed from miracle greens dispensary man some excellent Sweet. cherry pie and some
2: really weird stuff like uh, yeah, and we're going to go talk about that cherry pie pine so week. don't be talking about it yet yeah so don't do it Ooh. yet Hold we're off, just monkey. In the
0: word right
2: now. We're just giving a little taster right now. It's that's what's going to be here. going on later. This is what we'll oh, be talking yes. about throughout the show. Stay tuned, everybody, for the whole four hours this might be. <laughs> so-, <laughs> <laughs> so, as usual, this week we've got the cannabis news and events, which will be going on about the shit that's happening around the world. GB's got some cool news from Ireland about the protests that happened this weekend. So I do, we're looking indeed. forward to hearing about that shit. Uh, we said that Monk is going to cover cherry pie and strain of the week because it's a strain that he tried this week, which he was impressed with. So we're going to have a, a listen to what he thought about it. For yeah. the Grow Guides, we're going to go into how to make easy edibles. You know, nothing too difficult. You don't have to be some fancy chef to be able to throw these things together. Just something simple. Some main courses, some desserts, some drinks. Just to make yeah, you know. eating. Yeah, you know, just so you can eat weed every day. Yes. Eat your greens, everybody. Yes. You know. Especially oh, if it's got here. THC in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the, the interview this week, uh, Professor Roger Pertwee, he's worked with cannabinoids for over 50 years. He's like 79 years old now, I think yeah. he said. Nearly he's going to be eight, 80 next year, he said. And he's been studying cannabinoids since the late 60s, which just means the end for this. It was, yes. I missed it by fucking mere minutes. Mm-hmm. Minutes I was balling, man. Oh, so, oh, you know uh, what he's
1: like. He won't let you uh, in. I know. I yeah.
2: know. Yeah. <laughs> it ruins, He was. He was already on the flow, man. He was. He yeah. it, it was, yeah. was just going on about some cool shit. So uh, this one, it, we went for like 90 minutes. The interview was in total, and obviously we won't play that on the on the show here, but that will go out to uh, everybody on Thursday as a separate episode, so you can listen to the whole interview. And uh, when we get to 1,000 subscribers, I'll release the video of the interview as well. But that's just like a little milestone, a little teaser for you all there. Help us get to 1,000 subscribers so we can get that video out. We only Um, need 76, (laughs) by the way, people. Yeah, we're getting close, man. He's moving up quickly. Look in your pockets and shit. And then, of course, we have some listener mail (laughs) where we're going to talk about some questions you've asked us and some feedback, which we've got some nice messages as well. We had a nice message, which uh, I'm going to read out towards the end there. So that's about everything, right? Don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe. If you haven't done that already, you should already be subscribed everybody. And of course we do have a mailing list where we send out the information of what's going to be happening on next week's show on Wednesday. So you can find out what's going on early and make arrangements for days off and things like that if you need to, you know. And also, of course, you can support the show on Patreon if you can for just as little as 4.20 a month. You can support us on Patreon. Yeah, that's about as addy as I'm going to get. But yeah, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Grow Room. You can find us there and then, you know, support us if you can, but it's not like important. You just get extra content and you'd be allowed to listen to some interviews early and things like that. Well, okay, that's about it, right, lads? And March. Yeah. So yes, that's yeah. gonna <laughs> be my new catchphrase. <laughs> not that not is more really <laughs> like it. Yeah. <laughs> like no, <laughs> you know, fuck's sake. Cannabis, news, and events. Let's do it. <laughs> So, what is going on in the world of cannabis this week? Do you want to go first, Ian?
1: Go on. Then. Um, th- this one, this one's a bit of a sad one, as it goes. A Uncom- sad one? It-, it comes from CNN. So, it's quite possibly bullshit.
2: It probably.
1: <laughs> um, an unusual illness is on the rise in the United States, especially in states that have legalized marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Habitual users of cannabis, including teenagers, are showing up in emergency rooms complaining of severe intestinal distress. They are writhing, holding their stomach, complaining of really bad abdominal pain and nausea, said Dr. Sam Wang, a paediatric emergency medicine specialist. This thing is called hyperemesis syndrome, or CHS it's been around for a while it's Mm -hmm. not a new thing in my whole entire life right and i've I've known so many fucking smokers i've heard of this from three people
3: Mm -hmm.
1: i mean yes it it might be i've got i've got a theory on it as well that it's constantly flipping sucking air in it's wind is what it is.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, so yeah. You just I'm rub them on you. the back a bit, they'll burp it out, it's all good. I'm telling you,
1: because, <laughs> right, it says further on down in the, the millions of paragraphs that CNN have added to this, patients often say the best ty- the best thing to do is go for a hot bath or a shower. Right. Now, this is a thing for wind as well. Hot baths and, like well, hot bath used to be a thing for wind back in the day. <laughs> so if you had trapped wind, You'd get in a bath of hot water and the wind would <laughs> work its way out. I'm
0: telling you, this is what it is. Well, we had hmm. a, a member recently ask a question about his first grow that he and his wife were getting ill when they, when they smoked it, but nobody else would. So sometimes things could be strain dependent. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. It? yeah. Interesting. I mean, it could be a lot of different things, but I'm with you, Zian. This isn't new news. We've heard nah. about this years ago. Yeah, hmm. yeah. An and isn't opinion. it the case
2: where if people get this, then even if they quit smoking cannabis, it carries on afterwards. According
0: no. to... Well, no. <laughs> well
2: yeah, they still... According the
1: yeah, CNN, um, yeah, what's yeah. it in study?
2: The Clinton News Network.
1: Yeah. When, when, <laughs> people, when people stopped smoking cannabis, the, the cramps and whatever stopped. So like, there's your, that's how you cure it. They can't say it's
0: uncurable. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's incurable if you don't want to stop smoking, isn't it? That's true. Well, I mean, I still say investigate different types of, of consumption. Maybe oral won't do it as bad or something like that. Yeah, yeah. everybody to a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> that's one, that's another
1: way. Hey, <laughs> that's the best way because then if there's I'm no really wind, so. yeah. no <laughs> wind at all. You've plugged it up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so yeah i think this is bullshit to be fair yeah it's, i don't believe any fuck when a news agency comes out and says things like this it's to be taken with a massive pinch of salt because they've always got an agenda when they say things like this
4: well, you, you gotta is, look at right. the
2: actual studies hey?
4: there's a headline here too that says uh where is it where did it go research is spotty yeah yeah,
2: so yeah they don't, don't
4: even have like you know robust it's... research on this and it's like
2: so why fucking report like... it what, what what are they doing you know it's like if you don't have the fucking facts why are you telling people out there as if you have and get to the okay. end and be like yeah studies a little bit off though <laughs> bullshit yeah clickbait clickbait article indeed i don't believe in this shit man if you got intestinal pains and shit from smoking too much weed then just smoke a little bit more weed it'll make you feel much better <laughs>
4: <It> <laughs> maybe not, be not. don't listen to my there's... medical
2: advice sorry marge
4: Could that be a sign, too, that there might be something in the weed itself, like perhaps nutrients that weren't properly flushed from it or something like that? Mm -hmm. that There's a theory
0: at one time that it could have been neem neem oil residues or something like that. I I don't know if any of it's ever been proven, but uh, like we said, if they stop smoking weed, the pain goes away. And I've heard of people change the strain, the weak pain goes away. So try different things. Well, like you said earlier, it could be it could be a specific terpene that somebody's allergic to. No, like. Yeah, I have terpenes in certain strains that cause me to cough much more
2: because yeah. it just it irritates my my uh,
0: my uh, passages a little bit more.
2: You know, you know. Yeah. Maybe you just drank too much coffee because coffee and goes because every spliff you have, you got to have a coffee with it. So if you have ten spliffs, you have ten coffees. That's going to make your stomach hurt, man. You know, yeah, this is true. <laughs> I'll we agree could be with that. O- other things, man. Could be <laughs> other things. You know, you drank too much coffee, so you, you didn't eat lunch, so you're hungry, but you're a bit confused because the stonedness wears off the hunger pains until they get really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I it's think it's there's like got to be stoned-out. something else going on, no, honestly, because it's like, else.
4: it doesn't, I've heard of this condition before, but mm-hmm. I've never known anybody that's actually suffered from it.
2: That's right. right. Oh. And we, we all smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and we're fine.
4: Yeah. Exactly. So what
2: were you saying about GB? What are you saying, GB out there, Sorry, Yeah, we had a protest over here in Ireland at the weekend. Um, it was a kind of a sit down at um the Garden of a Remember uh, the Garden of Remembrance at the top of Parnell Street. There was about a hundred and fifty people um torn out at the start of the march. Yeah, and um there were, there was a good crowd. There was another big protest on in the city as well. So I say that. Could have taken away, but what the was that fact that they were, about? um, it was a yellow vest,
3: okay.
2: Right, I don't know, I don't really follow it, so maybe some of the people in the chat might know more about it. Um, so that that could have, but the fact that it was an actual and marched protest this time and not just a sit down in the park, mm-hmm. I'd say that could have, um, done made a, a bit of a difference to the, to the smaller numbers this time. But the support that they got was phenomenal, guys. I wasn't Mm. there myself. I've only I spoke to a few of the people that were there and they said there was people clapping them as they walked down. This is they walked down O'Connell Street and then down Henry Street and up Capel Street. These would be two of the main shopping districts so that they were fairly full with people out doing their their normal everyday Saturday shop see that um and they they wouldn't have known about it and there was people taking videos taking pictures, people coming up people even joined in because there was roughly around 200 odd people by the end of it Cool you know so obviously people had joined in to the protests and there was people clapping them and supporting them as they went along. the guards again I have to say done a fantastic thing there there was no problems with anybody before the protests during the protest after the protests. It um, no, was... no. Uh, well, obviously because we are just donors, you know. Yeah, we yeah. like, you know, we're not bad people. We just like to fucking consume our medicine. Do you think mm. it's gonna make much difference this protest? You think people are listening? Uh, I do. I do think it is because there is so many people who have seen it now beforehand when there was like two thousand of us nearly up in the park. That was all well and good, but we were up in a corner of a park. Only a couple of people that would have went past had seen, and it was kind of still high in the, the COVID times. Mm. So not many people were out and about as much. There was org- the, uh, just beforehand, like the organizers had been over talking to the guards while talking away on a spliff, <laughs> you know, you can't see. get any better than that. And yeah. then, of course, we had Martin, you know, Martin is um, one of our good, good friends I watched, I watched of the this. podcast.
3: Yeah.
1: He's, he's stand up with a mic or mm-hmm. something yeah. is he out front and, again was he
2: oh, Martin was out front again, again he as he always is we know <laughs> yeah. well, Martin is fucking just a ledge when it that's comes his place to the, man that's where he belongs yeah, yeah. it is yeah, it's, so when well. it comes to the to the, <laughs> yeah. to the fight over here you know we want to see more protests like this out in Ireland man. there's been a good few over the summer time it has been really good and I do think that there is the movement is keep going it's not going to be slowing down over here too quick. Um, we're used to the rain, so we're we're quite, quite happy to walk in fucking the pissing and rain or snow. So, oh cool. Now we're to it. Yeah, man. So, what you said? It's March. He's telling me some news. We got some some news this week, March.
4: Yeah, this one comes from the France Twenty Four, and it's about the World Anti Doping Agency. And basically, they have said that they are going to review the status of cannabis on its banned substances list. List in the wake of that U.S. sprinter that caught everybody's attention probably last summer. This mm-hmm. summer, I guess summer's not over yet. But um, when she was suspended from the Olympics, so they're actually going to review the ban. Now they say it's still going to remain illegal to consume through 2022, but at least the fact that they're talking about it um, is probably a step in the right direction because honestly cannabis as a performance enhancing drug is sort of a oxymoron (laughs) (laughs)
3: and
4: you know there's been lots of athletes like there's that canadian athlete way back i think it was like maybe the 1988 olympics or something he won a gold medal in snowboarding Mm -hmm. and had his medal taken away because he was uh under got, the
2: influence of the devil's lettuce. Under the
3: little influence. Little Although little I think lettuce.
4: he would still attest to this day that he wasn't actually smoking it himself, but he obviously had lots of fellow snowboarding friends that were smoking it because he did take yeah, it pretty seriously. Yeah, like,
2: um, <laughs> Yeah, well, hot boxing in the van. He didn't yeah. inhale.
4: Know. If, you're, if, if, <laughs>
1: if you're one of these like uh, uh, people that compete in these things, the best thing not to do is sit in the back with 24 other people all hot boxing your fucking van. And then go, oh, I didn't actually smoke it. All I did was like a bit of passive I just, it. Uh, just sat it and
2: inhaled it all like
1: <laughs> for, for five hours. <laughs> but it
4: is about time that they reviewed it. I see somebody mentioned here in the comments too, that they're like certain sativas get me hyper-focused and I get more done. And that may be true for some users, mm-hmm. but as a performance enhancer, uh, cannabis is pretty widely available to probably most athletes. So, yeah. so
2: they think this is going to be sorted for the next Olympics, do you think, Marge?
4: Well, I mean, it doesn't really say anything in the article. It's just saying it's not an unreasonable moment to have a review. So who yeah, knows really. with the Olympics? I think sometimes it's the Olympics has become. <sighs> I, I, I don't, I'm not going to say anything more about that, but who knows? Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, because if we I'm get sure to that 60
2: of... and we get to the after pie, we'll discuss Olympics at the end. The Olympics are going to first. Yeah. <is Donna laughs> is, uh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, you said it. Fucking <laughs> <changed>, yeah. <laughs> joke. We won't go yeah. anymore to... Oh, yes, to the after party. <laughs> yes, until the after party. Because <laughs> yeah, I've got some things to say about those Olympics, too. They so were having an after <laughs> party
1: then, yeah? Oh, there's plenty to be said. to 60... Best if... Make sure we get 60. Yeah, we yeah.
2: <laughs> So if you want to hear us talk about the Olympics in the after party, then uh, get sharing, everybody, oh. and tell them. Tell them you've got to come and hear them talk about Olympics. <laughs> Their gloves will be <laughs> off. So and then we I'll have some that. news from Monkey. What's up, Monkey?
0: Oh yeah, Um a little something on the ABC News website. It's uh, talking about illegal marijuana farmers take west water in blatant theft. Now this came out of Oregon, which is just so happened the area I was in. And matter of fact, this this area of Oregon that I was in is very drought stricken. And it just so happened up there at Miracle Farms, the owner was telling us all about their water problems. So this kind of hit home with me. It was kind of cool. But this is not really new, new, brand new news, but again, it's being dredged up, as, I believe, as a negative um, on pot farming again. Right. But uh, they're, they're noticing here that, that a lot of landowners are starting to have water actually disappear completely out of streams to so where streams are being brought to a trickle or almost disappearing and with the West current condition right now with high fire rates and low drought, these, these uh, streams are not being replenished at all. Mm-hmm. And they're finding that a large percentage of the water that's being siphoned off is being siphoned off into illegal grows around the state. So no, oh. uh, no giant news there, but what's what is happening, happening is the uh, neighbors now are, are being forced to start drilling expensive, deeper wells. So it's now becoming a fight for the water. Who's gonna go deeper? And who's gonna go faster? Um,
2: getting into the aquifers. Okay.
0: Yeah, right now, I mean, they're saying that some of the aquifers are, are like six inches down. Now, six inches doesn't sound like much, but six inches down in an aquifer is a significant amount of water being lost right
3: there. Mm-hmm. And mm. this has been
0: happening like over the last couple of years, they're down six inches. So it could happen even further if we don't get more rain or if this continues. So right now, all of these legal states like California, Oregon, Washington, that are having these drought conditions and all these illegal growers are fighting the same problem is who gets the water first? And i think the state law as it was explained to me when i was out there is the farmers who were there first have access or are supposed to have their water rights and after that it's the community that's built behind them and then these illegal pot farmers would come in last wow
3: so, oh
0: these guys are giving giving weed growers a bad name man water theft you know well i mean it's it's serious water out theft. there wow well, yeah. I mean, the, they were explaining how the farmers in, in, uh, in efforts to try and save some of the water and some of the streams have actually pipelined some of these streams to prevent the water from being sucked up by local trees and being stolen by people. Ah. To keep it in, in, in their pipeline and keep it on their fields. It, it keeps a more supply of water to the farmers and it gives them better pressure at the bottom of the hill by not running it in an open trench like that. But it's reshaping the landscape now because things that were naturally getting water, trees, meadows, no, they're not, not getting it anymore. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. So it, the, this all this agriculture, all this water feuding, is completely going to change the landscape if we don't do something about it.
2: You know who I blame. Coca oh. Nestle, Nestle and Coca-Cola. That's why how many fucking mm-hmm. liters of water have been sucked out of the ground and been put into a fucking plastic bottle and shipped across the world, man? <laughs> Well, the only they're problem really with that is they're not but doing yet, it out yeah.
0: there in Oregon and California, though. That's the
3: water
2: that's been going somewhat. But it all out. spreads. It levels out. It's like a spirit level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you take well, it from I, China. I I it's coming that. from Oregon, man. It's on the opposite side. You know, you're sucking one out at the end. It's, over the course of 30, you now, know, 30, million, million 30 million million years, you know,
0: the water will move over there slowly, slowly, slowly.
2: No, but it's crazy just shit, man. Big, and just it, dig a bigger hole. It's something which we, you know, with climate change and everything coming up in the future something that gets overlooked sometimes is the problems we're going to have getting fresh water in the future because yeah. as it gets hotter and it all evaporates and shit and it all gets put into bottles and olympic-sized swimming pools then there's be what covid
1: again. was all about
2: mm. in the herd in, in the, the herd <laughs> running out of water he said he said everybody smoked he said the sea word Said, see what? Oh, he did, right.
0: Well, I I did find out that even with all this weed that they're growing up there in Oregon at the beginning of this pandemic time, they were actually starting to run low. But, Can you Imagine that there was a huge demand, huge spike in demand as soon as lockdown happened. Yeah, oh wow! would be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everybody's oh, saying, I'm all smoking. And all of a sudden, Oh, there's no flour available.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, so then we uh, some forum news before we move on. We've got uh, a new Patreon section on the forum, and we also have a Discord server for the patrons as well. You know, we're setting up the whole Patreon thing of making sure that it. it offers people something. So, uh, there's going to be a live stream on Wednesday that's going out specifically to the top two tier patrons, All Access and VIP patrons. So check that out. You should have a message in your message box if you haven't seen that yet. Uh, Planet of the Month winner. Who's Bubble Hawk? Am I right? And there's be two, hot. because we had so many entries this month, that's why we have two winners.
0: Yeah. Now, if people are following anything over there at the forum at all, you probably recognize Bubble Hawk. Yes. Monster Girl Scout Cookies auto plant there. DSC mm-hmm. auto. I didn't vote um, for it because it was bubble hawks, though.
3: Oh well, <laughs> enough people did. So <laughs>
0: congratulations to Bubble Hawk. But also, the interesting part of this one is number two, we were going to do two prizes this month. This also comes from Oz. No yeah. Yes, see Jim on that.
2: Shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> I want my Terrence <laughs> and Philip Doll. No, see the <laughs> prize on
0: these beans was to get him to Oz. So no, that's the challenge for you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It shouldn't be a problem, man. but that's cool. We've seen a lot of Australian members over at the forum over the last month or two, man. That's super yeah. cool to see. It's good. And, you yeah. know,
0: we had a, a small glitch with that, with that poll. We've been doing some updates at the forum and I know when I built that poll, it was there for 14 days and all of a sudden one day I looked up there and it was a good for another year. So I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna delete the poll because <laughs> actually we've had more than 14 days of votes. But yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah. it would change on that. So we're gonna delete the poll, but we'll leave leave everything else up there, and we will say Indeed. congratulations to those yeah, two man. members. Well, well, you, always, yeah. you could you could
1: always leave it up there for a year and see if it does actually. Yeah, just leave it to
2: run and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Okay, I'll do
3: that. <laughs>
0: well, and then know, um, really I had two two entries in that contest, and I thought, hey man, I got a good contest, and now all of a sudden these guys from Oz show up. My oh, man. Yeah. gosh. Well nice. done, guys. My some goodness. good grows over
2: at Percy's now, man. Everybody has learned a lot of shit and just, you know, just gradually improved their grows and just people smash it now. It's like it's every grow see you see is fucking from... quality. Sorry, Jibby. Oh, oh, sorry, mate. Um, it's great to see all of the different growers from all around the world as well. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because everybody has different soils in different places. and Different amounts of water that they can use and shit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because Some people have to be scarce. They do. I'm yeah, us out. Mm-hmm. even people from south africa and shit man it's a real w- worldwide community now so if yeah. you if you are listening to this show and i know there's some of you out there because i see the statistics and i'm talking to you you yes right they know who i'm talking to right <laughs> but get over at percy's man and, and sign up become part of the community you'll enjoy it over there we oh, guarantee yeah. it so just percy's sign up it's easy it's free yeah and it's fun man and you'll learn a lot of stuff as well yeah we don't track anybody that's right people people from all over the world yep and it's just growing all the time so get in there get stuck in become part of the community man you're missing out if you don't and one more winner as well to announce but we're not going to say who it is until we get to that section but what the fuck was that was actually won this week so what's going to happen now is because i have been defeated after three what the fuck was that? Right? <laughs> so now he's gonna move on to GB. I think GB, you're taking the baton now, right? I am going to take the baton yes. on. So GB is gonna get the sound. God, God help you. God help you, that's all I'm, I can say.
0: If I read the rules right, you, know, you had two weeks after it was entered,
2: a sound was given and they could still guess it. Was that right? Was that correct? Yeah, yeah, but we'll change it to one week, because that was... <laughs> oh, Neil, <no>, but, <laughs> but, but before, my question was, was, it, was the
0: episode uh, 60 sound, was that ever revealed?
2: Well, I can do all of the sounds. My my label printer's over there. I'm not going to stretch for it. And then we had the uh the king, yeah, that one, yeah. The, thank the you, pop. monkey.
0: Did anyone guess that? No, one? what
2: was it? Uh, yeah, oh. the this one's week. This week's one was. Yes. That sound. Yeah. Oh, oh you yo, we're not supposed to be doing that. yet. let's move on to strain of the week. trick yeah. me, monkey. <laughs> you tricked me. What's
3: later
0: in the after party. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: So strand of the week, monkey. This is all you with your cherry pie.
0: Sweet man. Yeah, that was one of the things I did when I was in there at Miracle Greens. Was uh, the bud tender was showing me. Of course, they always like to show off their best. And here in, in Oregon, they were actually allowed to open the jars, and you can actually see, smell, magnifying glass the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Then we'll so have video of
2: that coming up as well with you in the dispensary a jar Called
0: cherry pie. Okay, cherry pie is a cross between granddaddy purple and Durban poison And when she opened this jar from across the room you couldn't help her. I mean she she was literally eight feet from me when the jar came open, and it mm-hmm. was plexiglass in front of me and I still smelled the jar through the mask. Oh, so this was one immediately it's like oh yes I'll take it I'll take a gram of that right now no questions asked. <laughs> Now, it's, it's a Indica hybrid, Indica sativa hybrid, 80% Indica. And it doesn't have out of the roof, out of the, you know, all across the charts, high in CBD numbers. Matter of fact, the, strain, the sample I had was about 18.6%. And it usually runs between 16 and 24%. But this strain has a flavor profile like none I've ever had. Um, That evening when I I sampled it, the buds are extremely dense and these were so resinous that I I couldn't break them by hand. I actually had to take a razor blade because I didn't have a grinder and shave off enough of it to put it in the vape. The first hit off the vape tasted a little bit like sweet pastry. So it was almost perfect. You're thinking cherry pie. I was waiting for cherry, but the first hit was almost sweet pastry. And immediately it made my mouth water. It was crazy good. So again, you, know, you sit around, you take the second hit off. But the second hit was a little less sweet. And now it started to roll into the cherries a little bit more, a little bit more, but the stuff it was so smooth. The terpene profiles are going to be very much out of the citrus side of it and more into the deep berry, cherry, almost uh, overripe fruit profile toward Mm -hmm. the end of the bowl there. Um, One bowl of this stuff, maybe basically want to sit back, hammock would be nice, view of the stars, they'd want to sleep, but it was really a good focused, no pain, high euphoria kind of strain. And this is one that I do not regret paying the top shelf price for, and I would do it again, but I have to do a shout out to the growers. The growers are on this particular one. This is a craft grow, grow a dispensary. That was, at, was a, group, a group called Focus North Gardens. And this is, okay, ZN, a, an organic super soil grown weed. Unbelievably flavorable stuff, man.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I got it. I got to say it. Yes. This soil grown weed was like none other I've ever had. No mm-hmm. way. I I, I just had to press record then before you said that. (laughs) (laughs) that. I was going to admit that live to you, but I'm not saying it was just because of the organic uh, soil or what it was, but I have to say that these people did it right. And they are uh, custom super soil growers and they're a small craft grower, and this was well worth the money that the cherry pie strain is high medicinal qualities. It's good for pain, it's good for insomnia, it's good for stress relief. Most things that are gonna be on the indica side of the medical, this is what cherry pie is. It's not a really extremely heavy stone. It's a nice, comfortable, functional uh, uh, medicine, I would say, really, really good stuff. Mm. But I would definitely say it's worth your your while if you try it. It's not too easy to find uh, a reliable strain source for this one. It's out there. There's a few breeders of the seed, but it's not one you find everywhere. Give it a shot, though. I would definitely...
2: Yeah, man, sounds delicious. Sounds like one I'd like to try.
0: Oh, man, that's some good ones. Now, I have to say something about Alex's strain. Now, uh, I couldn't, couldn't do the review on the one that uh, Stoner Chef threw. That was a uh, Purple Punch because I already did that, that review, but it was well worth a review because, again, inorganic, super soil-grown, uh-huh. Purple Punch was so flavorful. It's
2: uh-huh. so good, man. Is that Beautiful. it, twice. Yeah. Are you going to do it, monkey? Sounds like a little bit of a conversion here.
0: Watch, monkey's getting bags of so for next week. <laughs> <laughs> you not know, changing this yet, but I just have to say that I'm, I'm not sure if it was the grower skill or the soil or what it was. But there's only,
2: only one, one way to, to find out, monkey. This no. is very true. Get yourself a bag of that so bro. Just one bag. You <laughs> or don't just have to do such anything such- different.
1: Send a message up to, like, Canada, up that way and get a bucket sent down.
2: Definitely yeah, TG. <laughs> TG in
0: South yeah, is good shit. Yeah, you well, know We're far enough south down here in the River Delta that, you know, I'm sure we could find uh, enough good organic material here to make a good soil somewhere. But eventually I will go there. But I just had a throwback out there that, you know, Monkey has now tasted some exceptionally soil-grown weed. And he's now considering
2: that <laughs> conversion bit. on yep. the
3: fucking twisted. He's welcoming you
2: over to the dirty side as well. Here, he said, "Welcome." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought you guys would appreciate that though. But anyway, guys, cherry pie—if you haven't tried it, I would highly recommend yeah, it. Give it a it's
2: shot. Good stuff. It, nice. The cherry pie monkey. Yes, was that originally was that one of the Belushi Farms creations?
0: Was it? I don't think no. There's really no official. Uh, Credit taken f- that for who who actually came to strain together. It's kind of really muddy. One of those things, but if if Belushi says he bred it, no, it did not. Not this particular thing f- This thing here. Huh? Uh, okay. This was around long okay. before okay. Jim Belushi came around with his farm. I've heard about this one for for years now.
2: Yeah, I know he has a cherry. I thought it was a cherry poi as well. Mm. Yeah, could be yeah, some similar a similar name or maybe- similar. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it could be his pheno of it or something like that. Anybody can can breed it and call it, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, man. So, and cool strain name seems to match the flavor of it as well.
0: It did. I mean, like I said, uh, this was I've never I haven't had that experience too often. Where after the first hit in the vape, your mouth literally starts watering like it's like it tasted so good. So that Mm. was an experience unto itself.
2: Sweet. Really good. Yes. Nice one, then, monkey. Well, We'll find out next week what strain we're gonna do next week. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. No, I think GB, you you're harvesting soon, right? When's your harvest coming? I have, I should actually be harvesting a small little auto I have going. It is a fast buds, I believe. A grapefruit auto. Okay. Like, you harvest so that this yeah. week? It's- I'll be harvesting that this week. It's a tiny, tiny little plant. I'd say she's probably cool. only going to give me about a half ounce to an ounce, to be honest. But. It's fucking pungent and it's so pretty. Sweet man. So we'll, move, we'll look into that one next week. That'll be strain of the week mm. next week. Grapefruit was cool. it? Grapefruit. Grapefruit. Yeah. By um, okay. yeah. Fast buds. Okay. So with done. that, sorry, you chop
0: it. Take a picture. Put it in plan of the month.
2: Oh, I will indeed. I will. Indeed. You know, <laughs> this big fat fucking nugs on it as well, man. Nice. Yes. All right then. So now we'll go onto the grow guide so we can talk about edibles and how to make cherry pie with ganja.
0: Let's do that. Oh. Cherry pie
2: with cherry pie. Got the vape back on the bong rig and fucking hell, man, it's so nice. So smooth. hmm
0: I said it was an interesting experience of flying with a vape. Uh, you know, I had to clean it first, make sure it was all put it in smell-proof uh, envelope and stuff and hope the TSA didn't <laughs> grab it out of my suitcase and I was flying yeah. with it.
2: Fucking
1: i just old. stick it in a condom and plop it up your hottie.
0: <laughs>
2: Into your prison pocket, bro. The
0: matey, is a little bit
3: large for that.
2: You could get it yeah, with no practice, one. man. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> 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 you would have a bit of fucking difficulty with that Have shape. you not seen one guy, one jar? What's wrong with you?
1: <laughs> I've, I've got, got a volcano. Have you seen what happens with that fucking one man,
3: <laughs> one yeah, yeah. Do, Anybody <laughs> out there
2: who just heard what I just said and doesn't know what it is? Don't, don't Google it. Do not don't. taint your life like we have all been tainted. Do not search. <laughs> Do them. it. Okay. Do one guy, it. one jar. You'll find it. But don't look for it.
3: Okay, <laughs> Savages. It.
2: Savages. So, girl, guys, this week, we're going to be talking edge. about edibles and how to mix your cannabis with food in the easiest ways possible, or even mixing it with drinks in the easiest way possible. Because, you know, it would be nice to just be able to get a bud and drop it in your, your cup of tea and turn it into a tea. That tastes nice, but that's not really possible. But Margie, you know best about all this because you have your own podcast. I do. Yes, I
4: do. Bite me the show about edibles for anybody that's interested. Shameless plug. Yes. Shameless plug. That's right. But edibles (laughs) are probably my favorite way to consume cannabis, but eating edibles for quite a while. And of course, I love them enough to start a podcast on the subject. So uh, easy edibles happens to be my specialty because... I don't you, have you time like doing to make it. Yeah, yeah. Well, who has the time to make well? I mean, sometimes I make time for it, but a lot of people are super busy and they just want to be able to like make something quick that they can sort of keep in their cupboard and eat whenever the you know the mood strikes.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So a lot of people find I think edible super intimidating when they're first starting out. Really, it's just three easy steps. Decarb, infuse, bake. That's it. Yep. Right? That okay. sounds a bit easy initially. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. But those are the three basic steps. And when you decarb, of course, that's sort of an important part because that's going to give your trim shake bud, whatever you're using, the potency that you're looking for. If you skip that step, it's not going to be nearly as potent and you're kind of, kind of wasting your weed mm. and you want it, right? You don't want to do that. You want to maximize every little piece of weed that you have. So decarb first. And for any of you who are in a place where it's not legal, uh, do note that if you're going to decarbon your oven, which is what most people do, it is really stinky. So bear that in mind.
3: Mm-hmm, very much. So. It's
4: gonna make yeah. your entire place smell. So if you have nosy neighbors or roommates or cops or whatever nearby that aren't <laughs> gonna be too happy with that, then uh, that you might wanna find another method but basically a decarb is going to be, um, you put it like you put your trim. I usually use trim or shake because it seems to me like, you know, you have a lot of shake after you've spent all your time in trim jail. So why not make use of it? Uh, I use that. If and you I can put be it,
2: asked. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um,
4: you put it in a, in an oven on a tray at like 230 30, for about half an hour. And you'll know when it's ready. Cause it's going to be, it's going to smell like toasted weed. Mm-hmm. So That's basically the decarb process. It's pretty simple. I usually like to make a bunch of it at the same time. So I have it in a jar ready to go when I want to infuse something. For those of you who are interested, there is a device on the market called the ardent, Mm -hmm. the ardent, I believe it's just called the ardent, it's ardentcannabis.com anyway, but they have a device that you can decarb in it and it really reduces the smell significantly. So if you're looking for something to help keep the smell down, that's worth looking into. It is pretty pricey. So unless you're making a lot of edibles, it might not be worth it, but Mm. definitely works very well for that. And they actually have it so you can infuse inside the machine as well. But once you've decarbed your weed, your next thing is to infuse it into something. And I personally like coconut oil because I just find it's so versatile. And a lot of people like butter. Um,
2: I'd be with you on the cocoa, on the coconut oil as well.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It keeps for a long time. It's got a good shelf life. Mm. Um, Just a quick
2: question in there, Marge, from Mr. Wes. Is this 230, 240 F or C?
4: Yes. And I will say that's not a dumb question. That's pretty relevant, actually. 230, 240 Fahrenheit. So I'm in Canada. All our ovens are pretty much in Fahrenheit. Mm um so yeah that's a good question because if you I do it question, too high
3: actually
1: yeah um it's, it's regarding the decarb mm-hmm. um, why do i mean i know i think i know why but why do you have to decarb it and then put it into something and then cook it again
4: that's a great why can't question you just, yeah um i think basically the decarb process is what's going to convert the thca so it has that acid molecule on it it removes that acid, acid molecule to. Convert to THC, When you smoke weed. You do that when you light it up, that heating Mm -hmm. process that happens instantaneously. Mm -hmm. Um, So you do that ahead of time, because I think if you're just doing it, like if you just throw it into the infusion, it's not just, it just doesn't have the time to activate. And Mm -hmm. I've talked to numerous chefs about this and they would all say the decarb process is necessary is a necessary step so that's right. basically why because if you don't do well, it it's you decal not be as for long. like
2: 40 minutes or something you do that for much longer than you would bake like a cake or a brownie right
4: yeah i usually do it for like half an hour mm-hmm. depending but and, yeah and cakes mm-hmm. take
2: like 15 minutes
4: yeah sometimes mm-hmm. you're cooking a batch of cookies and they're going to be in the oven for like 13 minutes or something mm-hmm. and that's just you're not very long time. It needs the a sense, bit more
0: time. Central yeah. temperature will never reach that 240 either.
2: In the
4: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a so decarb for, for us those... it's just
2: to make sure that it's done. It's...
4: Yeah. Now, another trick sure. is if you are in a place where you can't decarb because it's going to smell the whole place up and an ardent is out of your budget, then a dry herb vaporizer is your best friend because all that already vaped cannabis is pre decarbed. So you've already got decarbed weed. Um, before so, I got so, to Carpe we where did you go?
2: So, so easy to make brownies with your AVB.
4: Yes. So, yes. so. Yes. I
2: only done it last week using Marge's advice. Oh. That's right. And Use you were it. eating
4: those last week, and I think you ate half a pan during the show. Yeah. I did. <laughs> can, can,
1: can you hear the happy in his voice already? Yeah. And yeah.
4: I've already started fucking collecting my AVB
2: again. You can add a quart jar full of it right here. That's going to be fine. I have to do something mm. with this then. Huh. So once it's all decobbed, what would you do then, Mark?
4: So you're going to choose your infusion like method, I guess. That And like I said, coconut oil is a favorite of mine because of its versatility. There's lots of recipes out there that call for butter that you can easily just swap in coconut oil in instead. And it, it'll work just fine. I personally, if I'm not using a device like a Magical Butter or the Ardent, because I have both of those, i do it on the stove so i would get like a pot of water i put my stuff in a jar the the coconut oil and the decarb weed inside the jar put the jar in the water and let it boil you know gently boil for a couple of hours trying to keep the water levels topped up and then you're not having to stand there and stir it which is the first how i used to do it way back in the day and holy shit, that's like a time-consuming process because i was using (laughs) butter too and you can burn that as well if you're not careful but this way it's pretty safe and you can use that method with butter with uh, coconut oil, olive oil, avocado oil, honey, syrup, like most of the different um, infusion types that you want. You can do it just that mm. way. And I find it's one of the easiest ways. Some people do crock pots and stuff like that, but I don't know, that's seems you got to get out a whole other thing and uh, So then you just take that shit and
2: add it to food and stuff.
4: Yeah. That's exactly (laughs) it. As simple as that. As simple as that. And that's why people are like, oh, it's, you know, it seems so intimidating, but (laughs) the easiest thing is to get like a box. If you've never made edibles before, get a box of brownie mix or a cookie mix. Make sure it asks for a fat on the ingredients because there are ones out there where you like just add water. 10 grams of butter or something.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you pick up a box
4: and get it home and it's just like, just add water, then... <laughs> just
1: whack your butter in anyway. It doesn't do it any bad. <laughs> Believe me, I've done it.
4: You have done that? I've done it twice. <laughs> <laughs> i am dirty shop. So don't it's do so what zombie long. does. Make sure you read the back of the box. They're instructions,
1: Marge. Men don't read instructions. We don't know. This is true. We read them when we need to, like when we've emptied it in and thought, oh shit. Like like the second time
2: you bought the box. (laughs) Same
4: box, same shop. Oh my god. (laughs) Bought the same Uh, box both times. So don't do that. That's uh, the lesson of what not to do. Yeah. Just buy Mm. the box that calls for an oil or a butter on it on the list. And other than that, if you have like a recipe book, like I don't know, you got a joy of cooking or whatever, flip to any page and find a favorite recipe and you can probably substitute something in that recipe with an infusion of some kind.
2: So you could essentially get this coconut oil and say you made a main meal, your chicken dinner, your beef and shit, just add that to your gravy.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and actually, dips and sauces are a great way, a great thing to infuse because a lot of the times they're not like you don't heat them very much. Because sometimes if it's you know if you're cooking something in the oven at really high heat, it might be a little too hot and could destroy your your cannabinoids in your infusion. But dips and stuff like that are a fantastic thing to infuse. Mm. Well, hang Um, on, you're telling me I can make my
2: ketchup and my barbecue sauce, and I can put infusion into that. Don't say no much. Say no, don't tell him that. Oh, no. no. We are gonna. He's gone. He's gone. I know, but I like that. Is he the door slam
3: behind
1: us? You know, door closes. (laughs) (laughs) Barbecues on. I'm telling
2: you. I've already been on. I'm on Amazon already looking at this. Yeah. No.
4: Yeah.
2: It is a bit pricey.
1: It is
4: pricey. Yeah, Yeah. So you have to be like pretty invested um, mm, okay. but again, if you're I'll, using a dry herb vaporizer, it, the only thing depending it, uh, if you smoke a lot, then you'll collect a lot. So, you know, there's that. I'll, bet, I'll put
1: lot. money on it with you lot, right? <laughs> with, without GB listening to this now, there's one of them coming to his house. Next week, we'll let you know how
2: it works.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do have one. It worked. It does work really great. And I would recommend one. I mean, as far as like infusions, it doesn't hold as much as say a magical butter machine. But if you're looking for like a multi-purpose device, honestly you press a couple buttons and you walk away and you come back and it's it's done. It's it's it just pretty It's like a big
2: for... coffee cup. Yeah. So yeah. pretty much right. You make your coconut oil with your cannabis infused with it, with the decal process, like March said there. And then yeah. you can use that and put it in cakes, cookies, any kind of desserts that have anything that needs butter to make it, right?
4: Exactly. And then when it comes to
2: main meals, you can make sauces and dressings and shit like that by just using the same coconut oil infused cannabis. Yeah, you
4: can. That's where you might get into different types of infusions like butter or olive oils or something. I do myself tend to lean more to the sweet stuff because I also happen to live with somebody who doesn't want me dosing them like <laughs> right. yeah. for every dinner, even right. though I don't mind dosing so, my. What's wrong with you? Stop dinner? being a pussy. Eat your dinner. I know. You and be know. merry. So, you know, sometimes doing your dinner isn't always ideal, but that's why, oh, yeah. you know, sweets after dinner is perfect, right? It's like your little yeah. dessert. And the advantages, like I might just made this batch of chocolate chocolate chip cookies that are fucking amazing um and my husband was complaining it's just like you always make them infused i was hoping you would make a batch that wasn't <laughs> infused but the thing is if they weren't infused i eat probably four or five fucking cookies yeah, yeah. And they're infused i oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, keep them reasonable they be like i'll just have <laughs> one cookie
2: all right right so, so, so you have method to your mouth <laughs> <Yes>. yeah that's a <laughs> great yes. gap in the market right there you i know? should do this in fucking at home because it might stop the other fucker eating want to eat less Add weight to yeah. everything. Yeah, it seriously
4: works. Because the one time I call in to work, it's because I had made a fresh batch of cookies and I ate four of them, and I should have known better. But they tasted so good, and I was <laughs> way too high the next morning to go to work. So that was. I love
1: one. it. I love it.
4: Which I should have known better. I mean, it was only a year yeah. ago that that happened, and <laughs> but you know, sometimes you have to it's remind worth yourself. The
1: experience occasionally, there isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. So how would you mix this with a drink, for example? Like make some teas, a cold drink or something? Would you be able to do the same thing with a coconut oil? How would you put that into a drink?
4: Yeah, you could. I mean, a lot of people will sweeten some drinks with like honey or maple syrup. So if you yeah. have those infusions or coconut oil can work really good. in those two, like you sometimes don't need very much either, depending on the potency, you just put a little swirl. I see somebody here has mentioned a husky said he has ghee that also works very well mm-hmm. to infuse and you would do it the same way. And that has a higher smoke point too. So, so yeah. when you, Our, so
2: instead of using the coconut oil, you'd use say honey instead, and you put that in the jar and- infuse uh yeah boil that for a couple of hours instead of the, the yeah the yeah same with maple syrup i love yeah. maple
4: syrup as an infusion and maple syrup sweet like to sweeten coffee or black tea is really nice so it's it is nice. like
2: really fucking easy then isn't it? you just get the really? shit and you yeah. just just boil it you cook it for 20 minutes or something half hour in the oven gas mark no, don't, four don't boil and, it you know
3: it's been
4: it, like, it, think it is about- so easy think about something like i was just like rice crispy squares if you can melt butter and marshmallows together you can make mar- rice crispy squares and all you're doing is using like infused butter instead of regular butter because that was was a was that a, was
2: my killer marriage with the with the brownies was i made it made, he made them with butter and normally you know the way you make your your with an infused butter for some of us who are lactose intolerant it's not the best idea yeah. in the world mm. <laughs> so that's no. where the that's where the oil comes in really handy yeah that's the way that's the way i'll be going from now on
4: for people yeah. with lactose issues mm. or vegans as well because vegans don't mm-hmm. eat butter, that kind of thing coconut yeah. oil just fits the bill perfectly
2: what's, what's yeah. you, what you say, monkey you're being quiet in the background there you like to partake in your edibles
3: I take in <laughs>
0: edibles every morning that start my day with a MCT oil infusion in my coffee. and I use a little heavy oh, nice. cream and then mix the, the cream with the MCT and then pour coffee on What's top What's MCT of that. oil? Uh, it's a medium chain triglyceride. It's, it's a uh, modified coconut oil. It makes it easier to okay. digest. I find it's easier on, my, on me. Okay. And cool actually
4: MCT oil, because it is a coconut oil, it's just like refined, so it'll stay liquid. Mm -hmm. regardless of the temperature unlike Ah, regular coconut oil yeah
2: that that make a difference
4: but then you can also like use it in coffee and stuff like that a lot of people like those bulletproof coffees and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. or you can use it to make like um massage oils and lubes and like all that kind of stuff too like you can start getting into like body care products and all kinds of stuff as well
3: nice
1: wow
2: yeah
4: yeah. There's there no anything. end to
2: the uses of this plant. But there really is
4: not. Yeah, it's end.
2: crazy, isn't it? It's just
4: endless. F- yeah.
2: This, this illegal, dangerous plant. <laughs> I'm going to go on it. I am. going to make, it I'm make some of that coconut oil and put it in my yeah, fucking yeah. ketchup and shit and just mm. eat raw ketchup. I'll yeah, tell you what. Like, most <laughs> of those
4: like ketchup recipes probably call for oil of some kind. So yeah, they you just swap it out. And I actually did for my own show, I did a couple of. A recipes on canna flour, which is something I'd never tried before. It was inspiration from Ardent's website, but they basically take decarbed weed and throw it in with a with flour. Yeah, this is mm. what I do. Use it that way. Yeah, and that works too. Oh, well,
3: mm-hmm. works. Yeah.
4: Yeah, oh, works brilliant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how I made the cookies last week. Normally, I would use like a coconut oil, but I tried just the flour just to see how it would taste. And you might have noticed a bit of green taste but nothing substantial and they still got me really high so <laughs> fine but then if you really want to increase the dosage you can add the decarb weed to your flour you can also put in an infused coconut oil or butter you could do infused salt infused sugar like how many ingredients infused ingredients mm-hmm. do you put into one thing yeah. i wouldn't need to do that because my tolerance isn't that high but for some of you out there
2: yeah man i think it's a lot easier than you, you i anticipated in the first place because i know it's easy but that's even easier just to, it's going to take a few hours and you've got some nice, you what, high quality what, edibles
1: you want an easy one a honey no. the honey's got to be the easiest one in the bloody world man what's the shelf yeah. life
2: on the on the coconut oil one because that's something somebody asked there and that's an important one how long can uh... you keep it in the fridge
0: I don't even keep time. mine
4: in the fridge, to be honest. Yeah. I don't um, leave it on the counter. I've never it
0: the had it. Yeah. I've never had any
4: problems. Like naturally, shelf the shelf life of coconut oil is at least a couple of years, I think.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. And that's the shelf life that they print on the bottle because they have to, right? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like I'm pretty sure it lasts
2: longer than and that. And the shelf life there. of like
4: honey would be probably forever.
2: Well, what so, I yeah. do often is like I've got this really <laughs> nice barbecue spicy Tabasco sauce that really hot shit. And you know, I'd like to just put a few little drops of that on like everything I eat. I'll be able to infuse that too, right?
4: Yeah, sure. Yeah, mm. yeah. Why not?
2: Too easy, man. Too easy. There's a way
4: to do it. There's always a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: See, you can go. I mean, if there's no oil involved, you can always use an alcohol tincture to put
4: go edible. That route too. Yes.
0: You can take decarbed weed and make what like a green dragon i believe
4: yeah you can yeah. do that and there's sort of a shorter way to do that because a lot of people do green dragon by like you know infusing it uh, they put the weed in it and let it sit for a month or something like that
2: uh yeah and, and just a quick one it. there from leo Yes, yeah, strain it that marge marge uh, q marge how do you filter the flower from the butter slash oil sorry oh
4: yeah i should that is sort of an important step. (laughs) otherwise it'd be pretty gross after you're done like (laughs) you know boiling it on the stove for a couple of hours you will need to strain it so i you have like strainers basically a sieve or something a fine Mm -hmm. mesh sieve and then you know just pour it into a clean jar or container that you're going to store it in and some people will line it with cheesecloth you can get pretty like the uh, ardent or the magical butter comes with micron filters that you can filter stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah you just want to make sure you do strain out the the stuff the the trim and the shake sweet yeah
2: yeah sounds cool man yeah so let us know if everybody out there makes themselves some edibles with the what the help of marge here then take a picture and put it up on Purses and let us know what you've made and how fucked up it got you.
4: Yeah, I always love to see that because yeah. people get pretty creative. It's interesting because, like, you really can infuse almost anything, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, jellies is a popular one, isn't it? Uh, j-
4: yeah, je- like you mean gummies?
2: Yeah, gummies, yeah. Gummies. That's what you
4: would call them over on this side of the of the pond, as they say. Yeah, jelly babies is what they mean. jelly, bay, I jelly find I shit. Fuck Gummies jellies. are usually a little more involved. So if you're mm-hmm. looking for easy stuff, they're not necessarily they're not necessarily the answer. And a lot of gummy recipes you see online end up tasting it, they end up being more like uh jello. Which right. sucks because yeah. I think the texture gummies and jello are two completely different things. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to watch for that because if it ends up like jello, I don't want it. Mm.
3: That's
4: just that's just disappointing to me. <laughs> so but still's yeah. got
2: weed in it, eat it. Oh, it
4: does. And I will <laughs> I will definitely eat them. If I've made a batch of something, I will eat it, even if I'm not crazy about it. But yeah. I've done a numerous gummy. Episodes on my show, just because they are sometimes elusive Murder. to get that consistency. Mm. Yeah.
2: What, what you yeah. Is here? What's, that, what's that noise then? Wasn't me. Oh. I think that might have been GB. Is that GB?
4: <laughs> it did sound like him. <laughs> was it me?
2: <laughs>
1: it's definitely GB then. <laughs> here <you> go. Hey, <laughs> he's gone. Where's he gone? Did he hurt himself? Uh, it's probably the dog again, isn't it? All right.
4: He might be going for another tray of brownies. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's, that's
4: it. Possible.
2: He's gonna put barbecue yeah. on.
4: that's right yeah he was pretty excited there so he's
3: probably already
2: on it yeah that's sweet man that's a lot of good info there marge there should be a lot of our listeners out there going to make themselves some edibles and if you haven't tried it before and it might take some getting used to but it's definitely more healthy to eat the cannabis than smoke it you know smoking is never a good thing to do really regardless of how much we enjoy it the less you smoke the better so you know get a vape if you can and then you can use that after vape to bud to turn into fucking edibles and get even more out of the shit and do it in a
3: healthy yeah. way
4: yeah that's what I like about the dry herb vapes because it's sort of like you know you're getting you're getting to use your weed twice mm. when you vape it and then when you cook with it so
2: mm. yeah it doesn't turn into ash it's cool
4: no that's yeah, great
2: <laughs> get the most out of your weed and make edibles now No, no, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's great should we go on to uh, the what the fuck was that this week then yeah let's do that Right then, what the fuck was that from last week? It was a sound that sounded something like this. A few of those. So I've actually got it here playing. I don't need to, because I thought this would make it easier on me. But if we just made random sounds with things that are close to me, then I don't really need to get a recording of it because I can just grab it and do it on the show, right? (laughs) But anyway, I I do have the recording here. This was the sound which you would have heard in last week's show. Right, we had a couple of people who were close. Obviously, Matthew Alton, the golden ear. He was there on it. That's somebody making the dripping sound with their mouth. And he was correct, sort of, because it is somebody. But then Noxie came out of nowhere and he was like, that's Mackie doing it. And that's more of a precise answer. Don't, don't you all agree? Yes. Yes. See, Matthew? Well, I,
1: I, would give you, I would agree with you. precise answer crap if my precise answers were okay in the last lot if there's one rule for one and one rule for another i would like to put in a word of fucking complaint please Point
3: taken,
0: wait a minute Mars. you weren't involved in this you can be the judge
2: oh well, yeah okay. <laughs> i was just thinking there, Zian. So yeah, if you want to send any complaints anywhere you know to send them something nation <laughs> right, right,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> and he'll deal with it
1: I will, yeah. <laughs> yeah, So
2: uh, there will be obviously some prizes going out to Noxie And if, if Billy wants anything, well, but Billy, uh, not Billy, um, Billy? if, if Matthew, Matthew wants anything, then he just lets us know. He's got plenty of seats and shit. He's got everything he needs. But I think he could do with a monkey pipe and some panel stickers because we have those and he doesn't have any of those. So, and, you know, he just deserves it. So let us know if you want that shit, Matthew. We'll sort you out. Good guess from Noxie Well done, everybody. I feel defeated. And every time you guess the correct sound, it will move on to another panel member. And then the panel members are gonna try and select the sounds and get them out there, make it more fun, right? Anyway, yeah. So that was what the fuck was that? We should move on with the interview, right?
3: Yes. Yeah?
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well done, lads. Well, we'll see you on the uh, the next one. Good luck to GB. <laughs> Well, coffee appeared again, and as as a result, my spliff also disappeared. Oh, oh. (laughs)
3: another
2: one then. I think I have one roll, right? You killed that too. Oh my
3: goodness!
2: (laughs) 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 She's just standing there, shaking her head side to side. No. Go, Mrs. Mackey. Was it me? Yeah, so this week's interview, we sat down and we spoke to Professor Roger Pertwee, is his name. And this guy, he's, n- he's never smoked cannabis ever, even though he's been researching it for like 50 years. and he- He's made some quality discoveries, he discovered THCV, and what was it called, that other one, amandamine, Something like that? Yeah. There's some chemical that uh, reacts with the CB1 receptor and increases uh, how potent.
1: Potency, yeah, that's
2: yes. thc or cbd is when you smoke it. Real interesting, shit. has got new loads, man. There's lots of baffling words, so you know, it, it's it might baffle some of you guys, man. It baffled the fuck out of me that there's a lot of complicated <laughs> words in there that he uses, but it's really interesting. shit. When I put the proper video maybe I'll put like a translator up. And <laughs> you know, then when he uses a complex <laughs> word, It's like, That's what this means, that's what this means.
3: <laughs>
2: so it'll be a good site, and then the because
4: you have um, here that he's written
2: a book uh, the the handbook written a few actually what was it called the cannabis handbook yeah uh, uh, the handbook of cannabis and he, he also said that gw pharmaceuticals wrote some stuff in there about how to grow cannabis for medicine so it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what they have to say about that but the book looks extensive man it, it's looks quality
1: and if anybody's interested in buying it it's like 50 so squids on yeah Amazon. it's not
2: a cheap one but it's no doubt going to be, you'll listen to the guy and you'll see, he was the editor of this. So it's going to be some some high quality info in there. Well, so, it's a medical book, isn't it? Yeah. For one? So we'll move on with the interview and let you all listen to that. It's about a half hour long. And as I said, the full interview will be released on Thursday, I think, Wednesday or Thursday. Just keep an eye out for it. If you're part of the mailing list, then you'll find out. Make sure you sign up to the mailing list. It's in the description of the video. Uh, and Patreon too, that's in the description of the video. Uh, and clicky clicky likey and yeah and 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 facebook and and instagram and twitter we're getting all the social networks fired back up again so on any social network whichever one you choose which one is your favorite just go there and search for high on homegrown and you'll see our page drop us a like and drop a comment on the page or something let us know you there that'd be sweet but for now here's the interview with professor pertwee enjoy (laughs) might as well begin. Where do we start? You've been in in, in cannabis research since the, the 60s, right? The late 60s. Um,
5: yeah, I, um, that's right. Yes. Um, I was. Uh, what happened was I <clears throat> I was at Oxford doing a degree there. And uh, while there, I worked with the army, actually. Um, I was an officer cadet with the Royal Engineers. And um, I had the opportunity to do an army diving course down in Southampton, which I did became a qualified diver. While I was down there during the course, I learned about a thing called inert gas narcosis, um, how uh, air at high pressure can make you feel drunk or happy. Right. And, and so if you dive too deep on air, it's a problem actually, because it becomes dangerous, which is why they use helium instead of, nit- instead of air. Um, so I thought, oh, I'd love to do a PhD on that. So I looked around and there, uh, back in Oxford was a professor of pharmacology who, who had an interest in that side of things. So I worked on that and then the uh, um, point of getting to is once I got my PhD or DPhil, as they call it there, um, he offered me a job to work on cannabis. And um, the reason being that he thought maybe there were some similarities between some of the cannabinoids and anesthetics and maybe it had similar mode of action for some right. things. So, which is how I got into that.
2: And so before then you had no previous interest in cannabis. Did you hear about it or what was it like in, back in the sixties when it came to cannabis in the UK?
5: Well, I heard about it vaguely. It was becoming recreationally, um, I think uh, a big, a big thing, hmm. but not while I was doing my first, I don't remember it when I was doing my first degree. So right. I think, uh, it, uh, well, maybe I just missed, missed it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was going on with me not noticing. Hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, but it became a big thing. And in fact, uh, when we started working on cannabis, we worked with a, a, we used to extract cannabinoids from a dark green liquid called tincture of cannabis, <clears throat> and yeah. and, th- and that was a medicine at that time in the UK. Right, uh, and it was given for things like pain relief and so on. Mm. Um, my wife, um, who who I le- later met and married, um, she was a nurse actually. She remembers giving it to patients in hospital.
2: Oh, right. Um, because this was before the Misuse of Drugs Act came into place as well.
5: Well, in, in it, it was banned eventually. In, yeah. in, in the late 60s or early 70s, um, it was banned. Um, but luckily, um, we'd got enough of it to, to do our research because there was very, very few other sources um, of cannabis available other than growing the plant. Right. Really.
2: And I suppose um, you wasn't allowed to do that.
5: Oh, no, we, we no. weren't allowed to do that. No, no. We Not can... even for research back then. Um, I don't know. Um, but we, but uh, we were more interested in the individual chemicals and the mm-hmm. green liquid we had was fine for us. Yeah, because yeah. it was a good source of that. And um, we were, I worked with a chemist as well who used to extract the uh, cannabinoids. He had a huge machine um, and he used to just uh, open a tap for a particular one of the cannabinoids. They was, so it was being separated out on this huge machine. Wow. And it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And this was at a time when we knew very, very little about uh, the plant cannabinoids. Um, uh, one of the ones, uh, we actually discovered one called te- called uh, tetrahydrocannabivarin uh, or THCV, which is structurally very, yeah. very similar you, to You THCV.
2: discovered THCV? Yeah.
5: In, wow. Uh, in, in, the, in the green in the green liquid tincture. Yeah, it was in there and we discovered it and, 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 and we're able to determine its structure.
2: Wow. That, that, that's that's super cool. That is, Professor. It
5: was great. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so we did that.
1: Did, did you ever get a reason for for this green liquid? I mean, as as a like um, a, a medical practitioner, should we say? Um, did they ever give you a reason for why it was banned?
5: I think because um, there were other medicines around which could do the same job equally ah, well, and yeah. they were worried it might get um, d- people might take it and use it uh, recreationally.
3: Right.
5: Uh, because it had THC in it, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, the really and, and dangerous drug and you could get high on it probably in the same way as you could get high on cannabis. It was probably no more dangerous than cannabis,
3: mm-hmm.
5: um, but it, of course, and also, of course, it was a liquid, not um, a plant. Um, so, mm-hmm. so anyway, I think that it was banned because it was felt um, the risks out, outweighed the benefits at that time.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Although that said, cannabis, of course, was a very important medicine at one time um, when there were very few other medicines around. Queen Victoria yeah. was given it actually to help with menstrual pain. That's right. Yeah. Um, and that was when uh, at a time when there were very few other medicines around. Uh, but then the other medicines appeared more and more and more. In, and so cannabis was put to one side. Um, I found actually that um, one of cannabis had one similarity with, uh, with uh, anaesthetics, which is the way it affects body temperature. Um, and what we found was what I found was that what I discovered was anaesthetics like... Uh, uh, nitrous oxide or nitrogen at high pressure uh, lowers the uh, body temperature mm. so that animals regulate at a lower than normal temperature. So it resets the set point, opposite to fever. Fever, you, f- you feel cold unless your temperature is high. Mm. Um, for, the, for cannabis, you feel um, too warm unless your temperature goes down, at least in the animals. And um, yeah. th- sorry, that was for anesthetics. And later I found that cannabis was exactly the same. At least um, THC in cannabis, it also caused the animals to um, lower their temperature. So we switched off their heat production; they Is... they they relieved they re- released heat from their body. So their their body their skin temperature went up and their body temperature went down. And I did I developed an apparatus which allowed me to look at the behavioral side of that. And what we found was that uh, the animals were given a choice between warm and cold. It's a big circle; they could run in a, a tunnel. Uh, if i injected them with uh, thc they rushed into the cold and my temperature went down and then right. they and then they shuttled at a lower uh, to keep their temperature about four degrees below normal
2: wow. so w- when you say animals you mean lab rats these were mice yeah mice and yep. so you'd inject them with thc and would you inject them with other cannabinoids as well and see no what it, was the-
5: it, was just, it was just thc at that time right I'd been, I'd, so was, was be-
2: this in the 60s the late 60s early 70s was it then
5: that's right, yes, right. yes, yes. I also developed um, in vivo assays um, for measuring the effects of drugs like THC. And one was uh, what's called the, I, the uh, well, what happened was I, I moved from Oxford up to Aberdeen about 1974, uh, because I've, I'd, uh, decided I decided I couldn't go on living on grants. I needed to get a permanent job.
3: Right.
5: And in in, Oxford, in Aberdeen, I, there was a lectureship going so I moved up there and um, continued my research on cannabinoids and there was a, a, a research lab there working on um, opioids and uh, including peptides, including uh, uh, one which turned out to be endorphin or enkephalin, which is an in, in endogenous opioid. So they discovered the endogenous opioids and one of the tissues they used was a mouse isolated vas deferens. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll try that and see if it works with uh, cannabis as well or cannabinoids so i tried Mm -hmm. it for thg and it did and uh, in fact it produced similar effects to to the opioids although probably acting we know now definitely acting through a different mechanism i mentioned that because uh, shortly after that um cannabinoid receptors were discovered these are pharmacological receptors
2: for drugs like thg and was you Uh, part of the discovery of those as well the cb1 receptor
5: not really. No, that was discovered. That that was discovered in the late nineteen eighties and around nineteen ninety. Um, work done in the USA. Okay. And uh, they 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 discovered it. And then a couple of years later in the U in the UK, the CB two receptor was discovered. Again, I wasn't involved in that discovery. But uh, what it raised question. It raised was why do we have these receptors? Mm-hmm. Surely not to get high on cannabis, there must be some other reason why we have them in our bodies mm, yeah. and in our brains. And that led to a search for endogenous compounds which can um, act on those receptors and are released in a way which maybe is beneficial or maybe not. And um, one such compound was discovered called anandamide. And uh, that was discovered in Israel by um, uh, a famous scientist called uh, Rafael Shulam at Hebrew University. And uh, I, 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 I knew him at that time. And so he, uh, he he contacted me. In fact, at a meeting, we got together and he said, why don't we tr- see if it really is um, a cannabinoid receptor agonist. So he sent me some so I could try it out because I had that um, um, assay I mentioned, the vas assay, and it worked very well. Yeah. And uh, it behaved like a, uh, like, like THC. Um, this was at a time before antagonists were around, so you couldn't block the effect. There were no antagonists. Right. But what I did instead was to um, make the mice before I took up the tissue. I made them tolerant to THC. and then if I did that, they were tolerant to THC in in vitro as well in the assay, and they were and they and 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 they were also tolerant to anandamide in the same assay. Okay. So uh, it looked as though the THC and anandamide were acting the same way. So, so uh, that really opened up the field. Once um, the discovery of the receptors followed, by we discovered that there are um, endocannabinoids, and the second one which we co-discovered was 2 or glycerol or 2-AG, which again um, acts now, like uh, be, acts
2: on these receptors. Because you discovered that or co-discovered, did were you able to name it?
5: Yeah, so we got together at a meeting actually in Canada. We um, was we, um, and I and the other person who worked in his lab um, we um, uh, sat down and talked about possible um, names and they came up with a nice name called anandamide for for the first one Um, ananda is um, a word for is is internal bliss or happiness sanskrit word for internal bliss or happiness so we called it ananda and it's an amide so we called anandamide
2: oh awesome that, that's beautiful yeah that's, that's a nice way to name it i like that
5: and then two ag is just after it's structure, that two arachidino oil glycerol
2: wow so over your career have you ever used cannabis recreationally or just strictly for research for you
5: just uh, for research i never was particularly interested in trying it uh, recreationally wow. no no the nearest i got to that was once when i was a uh, meeting um cannabinoid meeting somewhere down in the usa actually and um um oh no sorry in, in south south america and uh we after the meeting we went off to, to, to someone's house to have a drink or two which was very nice but one or two people were smoking cannabis there <laughs> <laughs> and then i was given a lift back to my hotel by a, a group of them and uh, they were in the car and they were smoking cannabis away like mad and so I passively inhaled it, I think. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it does work then, passive inhalation. <laughs> I know, I held
5: my breath as much as I could. Yeah. So, so I, so I, so I minimised the problem. But how yeah. many
2: years was this into your career, into your studying cannabinoids? Were you in that situation? Like.
5: Oh, that was um, in the 2000s. Uh, All so right, the, so a while hmm. yeah Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Oh, so, yes. you, so you never felt tempted or anything to... Not really. I'm not trying no. to push or no peer pressure or anything. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, well, the thing
5: is, I, I'm a pharmacologist, so I try and avoid drugs.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Yes, of course. <laughs> because they have benefits, but also risks. Indeed. Yeah. yeah.
1: What What do you consider to be the risks of what of cannabis use?
5: But recreationally or medicinally?
1: Mm, well, I can't, Well, we, we we have a lot of both as it goes. Yeah, we have a lot yeah. of recreational yeah. use. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah. A yeah, lot yeah, of medical yeah. users.
5: Yeah. Um, well, the, the, I think uh, I'm not really an expert, but on that side of it, but um, there are various problems, uh, which I'm sure you know about already. One is how to take it safely. Hmm. Um, so smoking is probably not a good idea.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, so it'd be good to come up with some other way of taking it. Um, and there are one or two possibilities. Um, in fact, the the, the medicine um uh, one a medicine which is used for um, treating multiple sclerosis called Sativex mm-hmm. or nabox, um That's actually sprayed into the mouth. It, it contains THC and cannabidiol in about equal amounts and it's for multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. And that's sprayed into the mouth. And the idea being uh, that it should be absorbed from the mouth. And if, if you absorb from the mouth, it mostly goes straight to the heart and from there it's distributed around the body, which is really good. Okay. Um, from the lungs, again, it goes to the heart, but the trouble is you can have lung damage from the smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the spray is a safe, much safer way of doing it. Um, if you swallow, then that's fine. But some of it then goes to the liver, and that means it's going to get a lot of it's going to get metabolized, mm-hmm. which which isn't necessarily a good thing. One way around that uh, is to um, give it actually rectally, which is a strange route.
3: Yeah. I don't I've think
5: it's, I, I don't know if it's ever been tried, but um, the theory is that it, if you take it by that route, um, it doesn't go to the liver because there's no connection between the rectum and the liver. Yeah. So then it would go to all over the body,
2: which would be good. Yeah, I've heard that's a way which people can take a high THC dose without feeling the high from the THC. Yeah.
1: That's usually the the medical users with the RSO capsules, isn't it?
5: Yeah. Yeah. But the main reason, one of the reasons that why I, I suggested is because it means it doesn't go to the liver. Yeah. And so you don't have uh, problems of metabolism or any, any uh, toxic effects on the liver, for example. Mm. Cannabidiol, for example, one of its effects is to interact with enzymes in the liver, the um, so-called SIP enzymes. Um, and uh, it's actually an inhibitor of those enzymes, but can also induce them as well. So it mm-hmm. can increase the levels of those enzymes. Yeah. Uh, for good or bad,
2: yeah, we've Wild heard that. So, sorry, I with, oh, yeah. with CBD, we've heard that um, it can. we have saying that it inhibits certain things in the liver. Taking certain medications alongside CBD can uh, cause toxic effects because well, of the it, build up with medication and things like that. I mean, you would right. know better.
5: That's right. It, it will stop their metabolism. That's right, and so cause an inhibition of their metabolism, which will boost their levels in the body. Mm. Um, and of course, there are some um, medicines, I don't know if it applies in this case, some medicines which are metabolised to the active form. And I suppose in that case, it might be possible for CBD to stop that happening. But mm-hmm. I don't know, don't know of any examples of that.
2: So overall, your years of research, uh, how, uh, is there anything that's really astounded you and amazed you about cannabis and cannabinoids?
5: Well, um, what's interesting uh, about, first of all, the plant cannabinoids, what's interesting, we, I looked at a few of those, uh, THC, cannabidiol, um, cannabigerol, T H E V of course. <clears throat> and uh, one interesting thing was, is THCV, which um, we found is can um, activate cannabinoid CB2 receptors quite well, but uh, seems to have a blocking effect at CB1 right so it's a mixed uh, antagonist uh, cb1 and agonist cb2 and that could be beneficial therapeutically although it's yet to be properly explored Hmm. but um, one possibility would be uh, to help with kidney damage uh, and kidney injuries of various kinds Um, so um, that's something which would be interesting to look at Um, cannabigerol is another um, plant cannabinoid or phytocannabinoid and interestingly, it um, can activate alpha two adrenergic receptors. That's one of its properties, and uh, it can act through those receptors to relieve pain. So it'd be interesting to explore that a bit more. I think. Wow. Um, there are other drugs which can do that, but um, it's it's a bit less strong than some of those other drugs, mm. and might therefore have fewer bad effects, fewer adverse effects for mm. that reason. Um, Also, uh, some of the phytocannabinoids have opposite effects to each other, which is uh, interesting. So we call them phytocannabinoids, spelled P-H-Y-T-O, cannabinoids, but uh, you could maybe call them phytos F-I-G-H-T-O because they fight each other. (laughs) (laughs) So um, so for example, um, cannabidiol can enhance activation of serotonin 5-HT1A receptors, but cannabigerol uh, blocks those receptors, so it has an opposite effect. Mm. And uh, THC activates CB1, but uh, THCV uh, blocks the CB1 receptor. So again, they have opposite effects. So cannabis is a complicated um, um, Mm. medicine, complicated plant. Um, So, but one of the exciting things I I discovered was uh, not to do with the um, plant, but uh, to do with the receptors and particularly with CB1 receptor Uh, And we discovered it has what's called an allosteric site on the receptor. What that means is, as well as the the main site is the orthosteric site. And if you activate that with THC, you get THC-like effects, of course. But there's also an allosteric site, and uh, we discovered. And if you uh, target that, then you can uh, strengthen or weaken the activation of the orthosteric site by THC. So you can turn up or turn down the strength of the, of the huh. THC. Uh, and right. importantly, you can probably also, in fact, we, we know you can, um, you can um, do that for the endogenously released endocannabinoids. So you can make th- um, their effects stronger or weaker. And uh, we've re- explored that a bit further um, by developing one or two such compounds in collaboration with um, chemists, of course, and um, come up with evidence that. Uh, such uh, uh, targeting, um, uh, using a positive allosteric modulator might be good good for pain relief, Mm -hmm. uh, for example, and possibly also for um, pressure in the eye, reducing pressure in the eye. Um, So uh, that's quite exciting, I think. There's also evidence now that the CB2 receptor has allosteric sites as well as orthosterics. And so there's a lot of interest in developing CB2 allosteric modulators for pain relief for um, for uh, for uh, as medicines as well um for wow. one possibility being uh, to treat cancer um, and uh, there's some evidence that um, enhancing activation of cb2 might be good for re- reducing cancer
2: hmm. do you so, do much research in that field
5: um only in collaboration i, I focus mainly on the basic pharmacology right. and then i collaborate a lot with other groups who um, are the chemists who make the compounds design and make the compounds, or with um, people with appropriate um, techniques. For right. example, um, we, we do a lot of in vitro uh, assays, but I collaborate sometimes with uh, chemists who, uh, with uh, scientists who do in vivo um, assays as well.
2: So you're still heavily into research now?
5: Well, I'm, 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 I'm cutting back a bit now, but uh, I have been. But uh, with the COVID uh, situation, it's made it very difficult.
3: Yeah.
5: And of course, I'm getting quite old now. I'll be 80 next year. So I'm wow.
3: getting a little bit. You're doing well for 80. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Still very busy, very active.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it's being around all them cannabinoids.
5: I think so. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. All right. Now I have to be very careful how I deal with these plants because, of course, mm-hmm. I have to have a license to um, from the home office in order to do this experiment. So I have to do everything properly.
2: It seems like a great job though. So, well, if you're interested in that kind of thing.
5: Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's a great job because and I've been very lucky to be in it at, at the various phases of the um, expansion of the cannabinoid research yeah. field. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been really very, very nice for me to see that happening. It's
2: crazy because the endocannabinoid yeah. system is still a recently new discovery in medical science, right?
5: It's getting increasingly of increasing interest that's right yes mm-hmm. so um, the various approaches are um, to um, come up with drugs which uh, increase the levels of endocannabinoids because they're often released in a protective way not always but often in a protective way so if you boost their levels then uh, you 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 will increase their ben- beneficial effects or prolong their beneficial
2: because en- endocannabinoids are uh, cannabinoids made naturally by the human body right
5: they're made naturally in our human body for example in our neurons in our nerves in the brain right. and also elsewhere and um they're often they're uh, so synthesized and uh, released synthesized on demand they're not stored but is synthesized when they're needed
2: wow. and, then,
5: and then released very very quickly synthesized then released and then taken up again and broken down um, so but what you can do is to stop the breaking down uh, you can boost their levels and uh, they're Couple of enzymes in particular which are targeted, fatty acid amide hydrolase, or FAR, for uh, anandamide, and for the 2AG, um, it's uh, another an, another co- compound that's uh, another drug that's used, ma- monoacylglycerol lipase, MAGL.
2: M- M- and they, they are synthetically made, are they?
5: They're, they're made synthetically. That's right. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, but I, um, I quite felt like the idea of um, the, uh, of d- modifying the effects of released endocannabinoids by boosting their actions at cb1 and cb2 Mm. using the using the um allosteric modulation that i mentioned earlier
2: Uh, do there any other animals but i suppose they do have endocannabinoid systems don't they like the mice do otherwise oh yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Mm. and i did read that worms have an endocannabinoid system too yeah Interesting.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it one interesting thing about the endocannabinoid system and the, those enzymes I mentioned is that in some people, um, those enzymes don't function properly. For ge- they're genetically modified, right? Um, not okay. just just by accident, accidentally, not uh, on purpose.
3: And
2: this could mean that some people can get high easier than others.
5: Or? Well, some people um, have higher levels than normal of um, anandamide, for example. Right. Uh, And there was a thing in the newspapers and it was also in a scientific uh, publication about one lady in in Inverness, actually, just north of Aberdeen. And um, she has high high abnormal levels of anandamide. And she says she always feels happy, happy go lucky, she says. And um, she has um, bad uh, uh, joints. She's got pain in the joints, but she doesn't feel that pain. Um, So she's Mm. got damaged joints, but she doesn't feel the pain and um and that's because of probably of the endocannabinoids which are there at higher than normal mm. levels wow. um one problem is she doesn't feel pain and so
3: yeah.
5: um in in the kitchen for example sometimes she smells burning meat oh and it's actually her yes. burning yeah <laughs> she's, but she's burnt herself um, on 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 the stove
2: so she feels no pain at all she doesn't
5: feel the pain no oh. no yeah. so pain is there to protect you as well as to mm. as well as,
2: as for other reasons hey. That's crazy. And that's all done by the chemical in her brain an- 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 and anandamide. Anandamide and
5: 2-AG maybe as well, but certainly anandamide. I think I think the enzyme was fatty acid amethydrolase it's the well, one which was genetically modified. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It happened spontaneously. It wasn't, uh, I think. Genetic mutation. Yeah. Genetic mutation. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So this kind of could explain how some people are less uh, likely to feel pain, suffer pain than others. Then maybe yes, got higher levels of.
3: I
5: think so. I think it's something that would be really worth worthwhile exploring further. Mm. Uh, it's an very interesting. interesting. I think people um and uh, are can be non-scientific people can be a very valuable source of information. Yeah. So there's people like uh, that lady. There's also people who self-medicate with cannabis. I think we need to really get much more information. Yeah, there's a lot who
2: do. There's a hell of a lot. Because they have no other choice.
5: (laughs) It'll be interesting to know why they take it and Mm -hmm. what the benefits are, and why they don't take a standard medicine, et cetera, Um, Mm -hmm. and how they take it, et cetera, et cetera, Mm -hmm. and which strain do they take and what have you. Yeah. I I was involved with one um, patient once back in the 1990s. Um, She was a lady who used to write in newspapers and uh, she was a journalist, actually, she had to give it up because of, she got multiple sclerosis. Yeah. And um, so um, I interacted with her because she was taking cannabis and she, she wrote about it in the newspaper. She didn't use her real name because she didn't want to get arrested because it was, of course, illegal at that time to take cannabis. Mm-hmm. But she took it. And um, so I, I got in touch with her and talked with her about it. And uh, she, she knew of a, um, a patient organization and, and she's involved with um, both in the UK and also in the USA, and uh, which was a group of patients who self-medicated for multiple sclerosis. Mm. And so some colleagues and I got in touch with those people through her. She forwarded our, our letters to them and, um, or our emails. I can't remember now, we had emails at that time. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we were able to publish a paper on that. So the anecdotal claims about mm-hmm. cannabis for multiple sclerosis. But did it not go anywhere from there? It, it did. I think it helped to encourage um, uh, the government to, um, to, to, to um, not to change the law, but to recommend that clinical trials should be carried out yeah. to, to, to test, to see whether, in fact, it was a genuine thing or not. And, of course, GW Pharmaceuticals came along around that time. Uh-huh. and they developed um, a cannabis-based medicine for multiple sclerosis
3: mm-hmm. I don't know oh, to what right, extent yeah.
5: they, I don't know to what extent they were influenced by uh, that report which we wrote but it surely helped them it mm-hmm. strength, strengthened their case for getting their drug approved as a medicine certainly
3: good yeah.
5: it, it was all a bit back to front because uh, at the end of the day we did the science about it but we didn't do that until all, everything else had happened yeah. so so normally the science starts everything off this time science happened at the end yeah. Um, yeah. that was that was work carried out uh, in research that was research led by a group down in london i was i collaborated with them because i knew about cannabinoids and um, so we published uh, the findings on that in animal models or multiple sclerosis
2: wow and it's it's shocking but it's still i mean you must have worked with thousands of patients who have uh, had, well, I, I don't know, you've interviewed people who use cannabis as medicine throughout your years and seen cases like this often, not just with MS, but maybe epilepsy as well and other ailments like that.
5: No, I haven't very often, no, because right. I'm, I, I, I do um, basic science, preclinical research mainly, hmm. but uh, that this was an exception with this lady um, okay. I, I worked with. And um, also, of course, uh, at, at conferences, I do occasionally meet patients because some um, societies have patient groups. Mm-hmm. And the patients come along to that.
3: Yeah.
5: Yeah. Um, yeah. There was another example. Um, I wasn't involved with it, but um, of um, a lady who used to who got him a newspapers a year or two ago, because she was giving cannabis to her young son who had um, cat, uh, had um, who had um, so, epilepsy.
2: Is so, uh, Hannah Deacon? And, is it? Uh, what? Uh, Hannah Deacon, maybe.
5: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and she she used to go to the Netherlands to get her cannabis yeah. and then give it to her young son because he was uh, had this terrible um intra- uh, epilepsy mm-hmm. which meant he'd re- wake up in the middle of the night screaming and uh, it was and we, there was no way, way of dealing with that particular kind of epilepsy mm-hmm. but she found cannab- cannabis did that and that she interacted with the government and it was i think partly because of her mm-hmm. that the law was changed mm-hmm. definitely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. responding to hannah aren't we? yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, man, he's a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was. Like, he's a fucking a, a legend in the field of mm-hmm. cannabis. Been in they this game like- longer than most of us have been on this planet, man. Fucking crazy. I wasn't even. I, I wasn't even a fucking cell in my father's sack at that stage. Like, yeah.
1: fuck. That's Mister Finnegan, nearly as old as me. <laughs>
3: <Cheeky> <laughs> <Bastards. Yeah. laughs>
2: But yeah, man. Respect to that guy, the original cannabis scientist. This guy was doing it when nobody was allowed to do it. Yeah, man. Figured out a lot of cool shit. and I discovered THCV. That, that that's impressive. That is.
1: Found yeah. all the shit that's getting you a lot high at the minute. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And found some found some real good shit too. And, and is a big advocate for legalization across the world. Mm. Like, yeah, he discovered knows the THCV. Benefits, CV. Yes. Yeah. Look at that. No. I mean, exactly, you love THCV. This guy found it, he was the first one. He was the first mm. one, like, pulled it out, fucking green juice, and was like, Look at this oh, one, it's got a H-T-G. V on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck, no, in, in the longer version of the interview, I think it's in the longer version, I'm like. So, how do they make these synthetic molecules? Because it's like I imagine it where they've just got some scientists in the lab, they've got sticks of DNA (laughs) and building them into a certain hexagonal shape with a stick on it onto another hexagonal shape. They're like, there you go, look, there you go, cannabinoid, there, done. So, what? (laughs) some baffling shit, man. It's so fucking smart to know all that stuff and been doing it for as long as you have. And to be 79 years old and still be that sharp and it's a good conversation, you know, sharp, witty, follow mm. a conversation, fine, man. Again, as I said, I was fucking balling that I missed it. Yeah. But I am going to be looking forward to listening to the whole interview off you. Oh, yeah. Legend, man. So and you know, uh, that whole interview will be out on Thursday, I think Wednesday or Thursday. I haven't decided yet. It's already edited. It's just I don't want to spam all you all with content every day, and you're all getting messages, and then you're all gonna be like, fuck's sake, man, I'm sick of this shit." They're just trying to, I don't know, not spam you all too much content.
3: Exactly. But I,
2: I thought that was an epic interview, man. One of my yeah, favorites that was. So I like speaking to people who like uh, have the academic qualifications, like, like not just you know experience and should actually have that paperwork from them motherfuckers who hate cannabis and still get them that paperwork and be like yeah man look this is my research shit but i did that's that's cool man that's cool in the lab official real studies but super cool i enjoyed it so and uh, mm. the rest will be out next week if if anybody wants to download that and now, don't forget when we well get to, to 1000 subscribers we'll release the video as well so you can see him too he's a cool guy enjoy the video uh, So now we're going to go on to listen to Mail. Let's do that. I love this song. This is a nice chill out song. We're going to roll joints up now and listen to what all of you guys are saying. (laughs) Tune, right? Tune. Good choice, Mackey. Is... I really do enjoy that. Yeah. No, that is elevator music <laughs> from fucking. It's all L. ever it's all ever elevator music. 73. Well, I like oh. it. I like it. No. no. <laughs> I, you I don't, don't even like hear it. the music. That's the first time I you've heard it. I do hear man. because I've this is exactly the first time I've heard it. And no. You're gonna to have to change that, Mikey. That's not shock. a fan
0: on that one. Shocking.
2: really? Are shock. you all not not oh, up no, the up for that? Other ones. Oh, oh. Yeah, no. I thought the other ones. The other ones are okay. They're good. That okay. Was just, no. Let us know in the comments below and shit. Do, do we need to change the listener mail song? Yeah. Okay. God. So Let's first do. off, I want to give a shout out to Noxy who also won the what the fuck was that this week? Well done, man. And uh, it was a longer message, but I cut out a section of it. And I, and we like hearing messages like this because all doing all this shit takes a lot of hard work it takes a lot of time, you know, a lot, lot of investment. And when people tell you about, you, you know, you're doing a good job and it makes a difference to their life. It makes a difference, man. It makes all the work, the work we do worth it. So he said this from Noxie. So he said, uh, <laughs> just want to say, bro, I really appreciate what you and the team do out here in New Zealand and got, and not got that many mates or much company. So listening to you lot on a Friday night or Saturday is like kicking it with my own friends. It, really is something special also just had my first harvest been smoking 20 years and never even considered growing it until i heard the podcast earlier this year just an oz of primo bruce banner and i'm fucking buzzing about it smoking it right now and it's all thanks to you guys legends cheers nice nice, nice. how fucking cool is yeah. that it's all good ain't it you know a couple of our favorite Epic. things there because this is why we do the session is because we want everybody to, to sit and chill I and mean, it's just like you with your mates you know you just check it and is and Noxie, if you're listening, I am smoking on some Bruce Banner as well. So it's like I'm fucking smoking a J with you, my man. Yeah, man, Happy that's fucking days. cool. And he's also smoking his first homegrown. That's yeah. the shit. And he, he's smoking it because we told him to. Yes, bruv. That's what I'm talking about, oh, man. You know, I mean? Pe- people hear this shit. You know, tea. yeah. Yeah, man, shit. pretty fucking cool. People, it'll be like, what well, if these guys can do it? Surely I can give it a go. <laughs> well,
0: he can really do it, yeah.
2: And now he's sitting with his answer, Bruce Banner, buzzing. Quality, nice, mate. Well done. Very nice. Right. So then we have some other questions. One from Billy Bonds ordering seeds from the EU. What's the problem? And um, what's the myths? Where is Billy Bonds? Billy's okay. in Ireland. I, you, oh, we always Ireland think, yeah. Why do I think Billy Bonds in Ireland? We had him on the show last week. He's in so England. He's in Cornwall. Right. You know? Well, I, I will tell you what your problem is, Billy Bonds. There's, well, this could be one of your problems. You are best off buying from, if you're in the UK, buying from a seed bank in the UK. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing of, unfortunately, for, um, if you live outside of the UK and if you buy seeds now from a UK seed bank, even if you pay for the privacy packaging and everything, well, that's going to come with a big invoice that says where it's coming from, what it is. Not so it's going to have to say. Sorry, again.
1: Not everybody writes exactly
2: what's on the packaging. Any of the oh, ones oh, that I'm oh. after getting, to be fair, and they were. I'm oh, after getting oh, them from an, a, a few. I'm going
1: to guess that the 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 the, the company that put, uh, uh, we've been successful at getting seeds into OZ didn't put on the packaging what was in there. I'm pretty no, sure they no. just. Put it I would t-shirt. say they probably would be. Yes, because I got one that just said t-shirt.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So did you? you? Know. Yes.
3: Yeah, and man, who, that? And you say who that was that? I'm not going to say right no. here.
2: <laughs> but tell me afterwards. Yes, because is. this is the problem that um a lot of people are having is because they're getting the things and then they're coming and they're saying not necessarily the strain but they're just saying cannabis seeds. You think they just put seeds, but because it's a, it's a different they yeah. they all have um, these commodity codes. Yeah. So even if you're getting your grinder or, or your bong or your thing, they are going to come and they will it is itemized. So everything that's in the box, because if it's over a value of 24 euro including packaging, they charge VAT and taxes and all mm-hmm. this shit and import shit. So that's why it is getting very difficult. And a lot of places I know in Ireland won't even ship into the UK because there is so much problem. Mm-hmm. DPD won't even ship to the UK. Well, get, I mean, if you're getting seed, just getting from a UK seed bank that has already got them from abroad because when they're mm-hmm. coming in, they're going to get taxed. Everything is pretty much opened up and checked nowadays mm-hmm. to see what kind of fucking tax they can get off it on the way in, all the way out. You, know, you have yeah. to be careful either way. And, if you put seeds even just seeds then some countries like new zealand or australia that they won't let in they don't want any invasive mm-hmm. species in there so they try and minimize any seeds coming in so it's just get it from a uk seed bank that's just the easiest thing to do and they're not expensive it's not like they're any more expensive than would be from buying anywhere else you can get exactly the same shit man there's bongo there's pips that the vault is a is an epic seed bank that is from the uk as well and they have pretty much everything So just check out any one of those free seed banks and you'll get everything anyway. There's no need to be buying outside of the EU. So just do that, man. No, Well, that's the thing. There's no need. uh, And that's the thing. If you're in the UK, there's no need for you to buy. There is more than enough places. Mm -hmm. And as Mackie said, epic, epic Mm -hmm. seed banks. And it's the same for if you're outside of the UK, you don't, there's plenty of places out here as well, in Europe and in, in Australia and, well, maybe not Australia, but in America and in Canada, that you can get seeds. Yeah, we see the way, Express way can, can get into us as well, Bubba <clears> Hawk <throat> says, and Pips. So, and, and I know Pips have been working specifically on techniques to get through them specific borders because it's difficult for any seed bank. Yeah, but, there's know, a lot of them. In, a lot of them will set up small distribution hubs. So, and that's, that's what a... I know a few places are trying to do where they'll send an awful lot of sock as such over in one go. Mm-hmm. So they, they get it in one step. So they'll only ship from a certain place. So like again, if it's say Ireland, for example, say Pips could have an Irish distributor. It'll still buy everything through Pips site, but it'll ship through or from somebody in Ireland. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to worry about any of these fucking this bullshit of taxes and charges and import tax. Yeah, so let's move on with the next one here. So uh, Monkey might know something about this one, hybrid mediums. I've used cocoa soil pebble mix for the last 15 years and I'm scared to change it up. Would love to know if anyone else does this or anything similar, hybrid mediums. You, you don't mix anything with your cocoa, do you Monkey?
0: Just the perlite. all I do. I do really well. I think Woolly was one that was doing that, that mixing of the two mediums. Mm-hmm. That's the only person I know that mixed clay balls with cocoa. Um, I remember you? some diaries out there. Some some other growers have done it and have mentioned it, but I can't remember specifically which one. But No, I, I'm pretty much cocoa, maybe cocoa and perlite, but beyond that, no, nothing else. What about
2: you, Marge? You're mainly outdoors, aren't you?
4: Yeah. What was the
2: question? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're talking about hybrid mediums. Uh, Welcome like me. to Home high high grade Marge.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Cocoa and soil mixed together. You ever tried that?
4: I haven't. No. I've just done when I used to grow indoors, we did like rock wool Yeah. Mm. And that was a whole separate thing. And now I'm doing the soil. And I'm really liking using the soil too, because I've yeah. really hadn't had to use add any nutrients to it this entire mm. summer. Sweet. So it's been pretty, pretty manageable yeah. for the whole summer. So it, I would definitely mix, recommend it.
2: Yeah, mixing cocoa with soil is just gonna dilute the soil because cocoa hasn't got any nutrients and it's void of nutrients.
4: Yeah.
2: So if you wanna, especially for seedlings or small cuttings and shit, it's good to mm-hmm. dilute the soil with some cocoa. Or we'll put a handful of cocoa in the center first, and then bury it in that. And then the roots will grow out into the soil. Like it'll be a bit stronger. And might be able to handle the nutrients when it gets when it gets there. But a lot of people nowadays, like when we had Jordan on, he said uh, he was using cocoa and some of them slow release nutrients pellets. I forget yeah. the name of the stuff, but they seem to be getting more and more Biose, popular. It? Yeah, these it's pelts. just. Maybe it was, but it's just that they're organic and you just let them in there. They slowly break down as the grow goes on and it's slow release of nutrients as the grow goes on as well. Just sitting in cocoa. That seems to be growing in popularity as well because that, that's got to be fucking simple, just adding water to it,
3: you know? Well. Uh,
0: when I was out in Oregon at Baracle Farms, they actually have a, a mixed media thing that they're running right now because they're, they're running their seedlings in cocoa. And then right before they flower, they take the one gallon pots of cocoa and transplant it to three gallon yeah, pots of yeah, yeah. organic soil and, and, yeah. and flower it in, in organic soil. And they still get the benefits of the nutrients and the flavors from the organic soil
3: it's and the benefits
0: plant. of fast growing uh, uh, in the uh, vegetative stage from cocoa. So. It can be done. You can do mixed media. You just have to figure
2: it out. Yeah. Try it out, man. That's it. Just experiment. See what works best for you. We have one here for Marge from Free Plants Pete. Uh, Marge, I have a question on edibles. I have some infused honey and I'm wanting to make honey roasted cashews. Has she got any recipes? Also, what else does she suggest making with it?
4: Oh, honey. Honey is such a good one because honey lasts forever. It's got like, as far as I know, an infinite shelf life um i did find a recipe online for honey roasted cashews i've never tried those specifically but i have done like uh, a spicy nut mix that turned out really nice so Mm. can i put like the link to that in the show or in the chat
2: uh i'm not sure if you're a moderator of the chat but if you put put it in the zoom chat then zn will be able to put the okay i'll
4: do that and then anything you, like honey you can use. I really like it in drinks because it's mm. a really nice way to add sweetness to certain drinks, uh, hot beverages. It's really nice in, mm. uh, apple cider, seeing as we're getting into apple cider season. That's a really nice one to add uh, honey to. Mm. Um, I have a few recipes on my website. If he wants to check that out too.
2: What's the website?
4: Bite me podcast.com. There we go. Yeah.
2: So and we if you just plenty search of recipes honey, there. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's searchable too. So you can usually find what you're looking for pretty quick. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, but I'll add that other one into the chat so it can be added too, because they sound really good. I might have to try making them now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so then we have one from Rufio. Um, always been interesting to know how much actual testing regarding THC, CBD, et cetera, goes on with autos. I know everyone says that they're a lot better now than years ago. But would be nice to hear/slash see if any breeders have numbers to compare them with the photo counterparts. It's it's one of them things, man. I think I mean autos are fucking good. I don't have any problems with autos. I've grown autos that are more powerful than photos, and I've grown photos that are more powerful than autos, man. It's just it's yeah. strain dependent. I don't think there's there's really a difference between the two anymore, other than the light cycle you you grow them on there.
0: I've seen um I've seen autos out there listed as high as twenty seven percent. Mm-hmm. I've grown autos out there as high as 24% listed on the package and gotten really good, strong weed from mm-hmm. it. And like you said, Mackie, I've grown photos that were not as potent. But uh, again, I would anytime I'm picking a strain, I don't chase those numbers.
3: Mm-hmm. I just
0: don't, I mean, I, I chase the effect, the flavor, you know.
2: Yes, yeah, same. So,
0: but I think, but in my opinion, though, there are some super strong photos out there, but I think autos these days can keep up pretty much with any standard. You know, a photo. Yeah,
2: there. yeah, yeah. That's what I think. Like, it, there's, there's some strains in photo period that are just gonna smash it, and I don't think there's gonna be autos that can quite match up to it. But it's pretty fucking close. It's not a massive difference. Yeah, right. like ten years ago, autos were fucking dreadful. They were not dreadful. You know, they they just was not what they are now. What they are now is just like quick growing cannabis plants, man. It's hard to tell the difference The The only difference is, is you can veg out your photos for a couple of weeks longer than an auto would do. So you'd probably get a little bit more of a yield, but I've seen people grow autos out there and get like nine fucking ounces off it, off an auto. But how the fuck does that happen?
0: i will get six and a half off of my little tent. Yeah.
2: I'm disappointed if I get less than four.
0: So, yeah, 400 four auto is, is easy. Let's mm-hmm. you know, do it. So. And it,
2: it's good quality. You, you wouldn't tell the difference. If somebody presented you with the, the White Widow auto, White Widow photo period, and presented them to you and said, which one's the auto, you would not be able to tell the difference, man. It's the same shit. So mm. I, I don't know any specific numbers in that. But from I mean, I grow photos and autos together all, all the time. I have both running. I don't just have one or the other. So, and that's been the case for a long time, and I really don't notice the difference between the two. They're both the same. Grow them
4: at the time, often, right? That's it. Just
2: time, time.
4: Yeah. I grew an auto this summer, and I was very happy with the way it turned out. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: You just got to be on your toes on an auto. You got to get that training done early if you want to maximize the yield on it. You you can't wait for it. You got to get on it.
2: That little grape, um the grapefruit I have in the tent, that is a. accidental auto because I didn't I didn't read the packaging that it came right. in and <laughs> I didn't I thought it was I thought they were all photos um. so I made a boo-boo on that and I didn't transplant her in time but geez, she's she's fab like she looks great sweet
4: autos are good man mm. D-
2: don't underestimate them no, some of them I mean some will that. be shit but some will fucking dominate it some are shocking some fat but it's tasty, resinous. It's like you get the right auto, man. And it can be better than a photo. Just shop around, find out what's good. Auto Colorado cookies from Dutch Passion is one of my favorite strains, man. And that's an auto, you know, auto Colorado cookies. But it's fucking delicious weed. Yeah.
0: I mean, I said it before, I'll say it again. The trick with autos is you got to get them growing aggressively early on. I don't mm-hmm. know how to, whatever, you have to figure out how that's going to do it in your tent. But you've got to get that early growth
2: fast and you'll get your yield yeah man. so we have uh one from firetop here as well i've got a plant outside in a friend's garden why mate why is it not in your <laughs> garden rule number one don't tell and you've broken that this plant might not make it to harvest in the first place because it will get finger marks here bunny is stolen you know anyway my question is if there if there's anything i could do as a privacy screen net to keep her hidden she's too big to blend in with the other plants and i don't like the idea of her being seen by nosy neighbors um there is there is um where bubble hock, bubble, bubble, you can go into a garden center It's firetop this guy fire oh firetop top. Um, you can yep. go into the like of b&q or into homebase or any of these places mate. and you can buy these they're like a they look like a hedge but they're, they stretch out. They're like a, a fan mm. type thing. And you can get tall ones that you could stretch out across it if you wanted oh, to Oh, like that it. sort of plastic
4: decorative it's stuff? It's like a
2: plastic decorative yeah. stuff. But yeah. you could do it in a way that you could stretch it across it. And if you had to yeah. nail it into two, two <laughs> things and stick them down in front of the plant so that she's not mm-hmm. blocking the light because the light's still going to go through it. But... These things are um I, I have a picture of one because I actually have one out in the back garden myself that I was thinking for something and it didn't work what I wanted it for and I have it just fucked in the back of the shed. So I will um take a picture and send it to you tomorrow. Mm. But that's that's a yeah. very handy little yoke, man. Yeah, it's it's hard to camouflage it with other plants, it might stand out too much. and you when you could use like, you know, the green netting that goes over scaffoldings, so you can yeah. do something like that. But well, if it's mixed in with the plants, again, it's going to be dodgy, just this piece of green fucking netting around a certain plant and the rest is mm. just out. That's why with this other thing, it, it makes it look as if you can buy them where they look like a laurel hedge or they can be like a robin laurel mm. or things. And it, it actually makes it look like another another plant. So mm-hmm. as a as a screen. It, it is actually a quite handy little fucking thing. You know, see if you can block other ways, like stand where the plant is and look around. And if you can see your neighbor's windows where they could potentially see the plant, put something there like a sign or something. Say, stop looking in my garden, you pricks. <laughs> and, and you know, if you make the sign big enough, then the, the perspective won't be able to let them see the plant. You know, that place will be constantly blocked in the garden. But that takes a little bit more work. I mean, then you have to build things that could potentially block sunlight from the plant. Anyway, we've got one more question to yeah. go through. Uh, this uh, this is from Leo Style. I'm on to my fourth row of the year now, and I've Alice. been using Eco Thrive for the last year now. I have been reamending the original medium with Eco, Eco E-Charge, Eco Life, and my own one compass. When I water, I water my pH 6.2 to 6.8. <laughs> The girls like it, and I've never had a problem, really. What's the question here? Right, I'm going to go down to the question <laughs> question is this. The pH of both the T's is always around 7.8 to 8.8. Should I adjust the pH of the T's back to normal 6.2 to 6.8, or could that damage the microbes, or does it even matter? I use pH, use pH down. Yes, mate, change the uh, pH, man. It should be around 6.2 to 6.5. Yeah,
0: I, I've got aim for 6.5 on mm-hmm. that one and I don't think that if you're just making a small adjustment, it should not affect the microbes that much
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. and there's organic methods you can use to, uh, to change the pH as well, like lemon juice, vinegar baking soda, all these different things will be able to change the pH, you don't use, need to use harsh chemicals, but consider it like rain, you know, especially with foliar feeding and shit, you want it around the same pH as what rain would be
1: are you using the Eco Thrive?
2: Yeah, he says he yeah uh, yeah e charge uh, eco
0: life. Uh, it's got a decent uh, buffer what, in that in it, t- it, t- it next, so it, it, it shouldn't
2: be. Not a biosis. Mix. Yeah, biosis T bi- once a week. Right. What? what
1: hmm. I don't see. I don't pH anything of mine. Anything at all? Mm. I just bang oh, it. I just throw wow. it in the soil, and I'm using all of those as well. Right. But I don't use the 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 charge as a um a top dressing or a, a feed. It's in the soil. Yeah, um, oh. but I've never bothered pHing anything, and I've got no issues at all in that no None at all. Mm. Not even a yellow leaf in sight. What is your? Oh, you've never, made, you've never made
0: your pHs though have you?
1: Well, no, my tap water seven two straight yeah. out of the tap. So
0: I'm by guessing. you get your tea in there, you're probably up around seven five. Maybe, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's not, it's not having an effect. So. If, if your plants are looking okay, I wouldn't bother. Mm. It's only if you're looking at issues with your plants. If your plants are getting a bit flipping sickly looking,
2: then it might well, be. Consistency is always important, man. So the water going in, any feed going in should always be around the same pH because then the microbes and the plant doesn't have to work to try and balance out what's going on in the medium. It's exactly the same as what it was.
0: And he's probably talking about maybe one or two drops of uh, like apple cider vinegar to get that pH where mm-hmm. you want it. So yeah, not there's nothing, man
2: mm mm-hmm. So give that a shot, and change it down. And I mean, if you're having problems, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. Just let it do no. its thing. Yeah, you know. But if you are having problems, then pH is that should be the first place you're looking at. Yeah,
0: but I do respect Zian's opinion because he's done this a lot longer than I have,
2: mm-hmm. and you know he got grows nice plants. So yeah, that's exactly right. It, it works, man.
1: Lovely at the minute. Mm-hmm. Really, really nice. Not and like I say, even even the shaded leaves, there's not a, a
2: yellow leaf in sight. So. I that's everything we have this week for listener mail. That's cool, man. Some good questions there. Do we have any more questions in chat that you'd like us to cover before we go to the outro? <laughs> I have an announcement. Oh, I are yes, pregnant. Oh, <laughs> how, how did you know? Um, no, it's I, I forgot to actually say this in the the news section. As you know, GB loves chatting shit and having the crack. No, no. yeah. Yeah. Who so, is this GB? You mean you?
3: Yeah, you never you'd never <laughs> guess it,
2: would you? you no. Know? So I have decided for the Patreons, I am gonna open up the green room. Oh it God. is going to be basically just like the sesh. It is a zoom, going to be just a private little fucking room for the Patreons. It's going to be, I'm thinking, either a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Um, it is to be confirmed. Um, next week I won't be around, but it'll be the following week. Make sure if you just want to, if you just want to get in and be able to come in behind the curtain every week and have fucking the bands with us, you know mm-hmm. what you have to do. You have to come over and and um, become a patron. A and and you yeah, know That's we're pushing it. the Patreon thing and shit, and because you've just been sitting there doing nothing for ages. Some people have been signed up for Patreon for a long time and got absolutely nothing in return for it. They just you know give because they support the site and the podcast and shit and that's fucking awesome but at the same time we feel bad because we don't give anything in return we like to offer things in return man no. so we're we're yeah. going to do shit like this to just try and make people feel appreciated for what they give to us working on it yeah and if you're not a patron already then it's easy to do just uh mm-hmm. patron.com slash percy's room and you can sign up there can i
1: Please. just ask a question here yes yeah uh, the 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 lowest possible what's it is the the four twenty a month yes
2: yes which is like three pound three fiddy oh, yeah, yeah, like three yeah, pound fiddy like this monster
1: uh, yeah, yeah is is that covered under the flipping the, the the levels of Patreon that people want to be getting this extra content
2: um all patrons get the podcast early like they get it on a Monday rather than a Tuesday. And then uh, the top two levels get special interviews. You know, like the professor one, which just get which right. just come out. Well, not the top two, it's the top three. The uh, all-access patrons, the VIP patrons and the OG patrons. There's a, a new OG level. Nah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking for
1: the patrons that, like, think, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get that. do that i'll i'll I'll, i can just about afford this here's my 420 and they find out that they can't get what they actually wanted to start with because they're the wrong level
2: Yeah. yeah if that happens then you know let us know we can sort something out don't worry well, it's you know? all the it's all the the breakdown, isn't it? Is all on there, yeah? It's all on there. Yeah, the so, Patreon all you have to page, do is yeah. have a look at the Patreon page and you'll yeah, see yeah. everything that's on each each level. Everybody who becomes a patron, it doesn't matter what level you get uh, access to a secret room at percysgroom.com, which is just for patrons. And you know, there's going to be special comps and shit that's going to go in there. If we're just setting it all up, you know, as it all gets rolling, there'll be special Patreon comps and things. And then, uh, just uh, everybody gets Discord as well, access to the Patreon Discord room. What else was there? Because different levels have different things. Now we've got the GB room. That's one thing. The podcast gets released early. Uh, The what the fuck was that sound gets sent out on a Wednesday as well. Instead of just having to listen to the show and try and find out where what the fuck sound was, it's uh, it's put out by itself. You just hear the six-second sound bite. And then interviews and live streams come early. We've got an interview on Wednesday with Neil Woods. He, He used to be a drug undercover drug enforcement officer. And we, I think we spoke about him at the start the show briefly, but that's on Wednesday. And usually nobody would hear the interviews before they come out on the main show, because, you know, we don't want you having to listen to it twice. But uh, for the top couple of levels of patron, the all access and the VIPs, they are able to sit in and watch that interview as we are recording it live. And, you know, then it will be edited and put out on the show on the Sunday. Just, the, you know, if you, if you can support the site, then support it. The, don't feel pressured. I hate anybody feeling pressure. We don't do this to try and press you into it. We try and do it just to give you something back for supporting the site, you know? Yes. Uh and as well, just a shout out to all those people again. You I'm talking to you, <laughs> right? Fucking sign up to Percy's man. Sign up to Percy's. We want every listener of the show to come and sign up to Percy's and come and say hello to us. That's what we want you to do. And just come and get involved in the community, man. Don't be scared about, you know, it's getting tracked or, you know, they are going to track my IP and all that shit. It's nothing like that. You're completely safe over at Percy's. Get over there. We're just a site for personal growers. Nobody's looking out for us. They go to Instagram to catch the easy fish. You know what I'm saying? So get over at Percy's, man. Don't be shy. We want to hear from you. Is there anything else to add?
0: I've been away for a week, so I'm just catching up myself. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. I was pages to read. That, that's okay. the other thing. Oh, there God. we go. Nice.
2: Yes, yes. The uh, fucking the video as well for the the video about Monkey live streamed because there was a live stream. That's what the Patreon got as well. Just a few days ago, Monkey while he was on holiday went to see a, a, a professional, legitimate grow operation. Nice little spot, man. Yeah, Great place. So, and you guys might not have seen that because that went out to the top two levels of Patreon as well. They they was uh, yeah. tuned in watching it live
0: 200 plant all automated high-tech greenhouse grow my Mm -hmm. goodness
2: epic shit man and that i'm editing that that's already half of it's edited because there's two different sections of it there's a section where uh monkeys at the grow place and then there's a section where he's also at the dispensary as well which is super fucking awesome
0: that was kind of interesting that part of it there because i really couldn't uh, i had to go in with alex we had to get a few things done but i couldn't when i wanted to purchase things that can't be recorded that's the law. So I can't have the cameras. I can't I can't be streaming anything like if I'm making purchase. So I'll do all that first. Then everybody can leave and we can do the recording. But I still got to go in there and talk to the, the, the bud tenders. It was pretty cool. All
2: right. So is that everything? I think we're all good. We've answered all the questions. We've got everything done. Let us know in the comments of this video or go to Persis. Or, you know, uh, yeah, we've got another big thing that might be happening next week. But that is completely, absolutely secret. And will not be like said to anybody until it's it until, has come to fruition. Yeah,
1: until Mackie forgets that he wasn't supposed to mention it to anybody.
2: No, no, I know to keep this secret because <laughs> it's important to keep secret right now. <laughs> it's like top secret information right now, man. Nobody can know. What's until this? next week. Oh, gee, but I can't say, can I? Because we're live on air, bro. sake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's the outro. so thanks for joining us everybody you know it's always a pleasure man we love doing this shit we love spending the sundays with you we love everybody downloading the podcast leaving likes subscribing sharing on social media all that shit you do for us you know yeah all that shit man we love it yes thanks for joining us and spending your time with us it's fucking awesome and thanks to the to the patrons who make the show possible and all this shit you know we, we do a lot because of you guys supporting us it's appreciated Epic. So we'll see you on Friday, no Wednesday. If you are a co- one of the VIP or All Access patrons, on Wednesday have a special stream for you, don't miss it. Go and check your email boxes or your Patreon messages and you'll find out more there. And then we have the session on Friday. And yes. of course, we're back on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday for more. So thanks everybody. Don't forget to share with your friends. Of course, share, help us grow, help us grow. So let's say goodbye everybody. Slam, folks. Bye. 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 How's y'all have fun now?
3: Bye. <laughs> <laughs>